Now it's time to see who has the heart. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. This is your fight. Now go out there and take it. You lollygag the ball around the end. You lollygag your way down the first. You lollygag in and out of the dugout. Do you know what that makes you? Larry. Lollygaggers. Lollygaggers. Welcome to the Best of Tailgate Talk, where we go back into the archives and hear some of our special guests you may have missed the first time around. We'll be back with the Best of Tailgate Talk after this. Come see all your friends at Applebee's in Athens. 12 minutes guaranteed or it's free Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Seven items to choose from. Can't make it for lunch? Visit them for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. or late night. Half-price appetizers with beverage purchase. Six appetizers to choose from. Call 233-4430 or order online at Applebee's.com and pick your meal up with car side to go. Applebee's Neighborhood Grill, Highway 72 in Athens, just off I-65. Eating good in the neighborhood. When things go wrong, State Farm is here to help life go right. And Agent Michael Howell is the one who can help get things back on track. See Michael for your auto, home, life, health, property, and business insurance and be ready for those unexpected twists that life throws at you. Ask about banking and annuities, too. Call State Farm Agent Michael Howell at 232-5400. Visit him online at michaelhowell.net or go see him at 903 South Clinton Street in Athens. State Farm Agent Michael Howell. There when things go wrong here to help life go right from day one first national bank has been built on a strong foundation of community first first to lend a helping hand first to help with community events and fundraisers first to support local students athletic programs and civic organizations first to support events like united way relay for life and many more charitable events and most importantly working for our great community without you there'd be no first national bank Making communities great together. That's what we strive for. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Davis and Cole LLP in Athens has served the area assisting individuals and businesses with bookkeeping, tax preparation and filing and routine accounting. Davis and Cole LLP, located at 105 South Marion Street. Open weekdays 9 to 5. Call 256-232-9994. Davis and Cole LLP. PASnetwork.net. It's now your gateway to the Play Action Sports Network. Whether it's Play Action Sports coverage of school, youth, and amateur sports from Athens and Limestone County, or Calhoun basketball, James Clemens Sports, and Applebee's Tailgate Talk via PAS Plus. PASnetwork.net. Follow the links to download apps to hear live streams and podcasts, enable Alexa skills, or listen live on your computer. Covering Athens and Limestone County area sports, PASnetwork.net. Welcome back to the Best of Tailgate Talk, our last show of 2023. This week we feature a look at our local pro teams. We start off with Timothy Jones and Alicia DeRosier, owner and head coach of the North Alabama War Dogs. After that, we revisit conversations we had with Rocket City Trash Pandas pitchers Bryce Osmond, Hayden Segg, and Sammy Natera. Then we hear from Alabama head hockey coach Phil Tesserero, who also has that local connection thanks to his season with the Huntsville Havoc. We then switch gears and wrap things up with a segment that featured Clayton Truder, author of Boston Ball, Rick Pitino, Jim Calhoun, Gary Williams, and the Forgotten Cradle of Basketball Coaches. Let's run down our list of Howl with the Havoc winners for this week. 
Congratulations to Timothy Hunt, Bailey Ridgeway, Kiara Jernigan, and Naomi Lovell. They each pick up tickets to see the Huntsville Havoc in action this season. We'll also pick up with new Athlete of the Week polls on Sunday, so look out for that and enter your nominations if you haven't already at tailgatetalk.net. Stay with us. We'll be back with more of the best of Tailgate Talk. P4 Therapy is an outpatient provider offering community-based care with a unique partnership model that allows them to consistently deliver world-class outpatient care, emphasizing personalized hands-on treatment. Whether it's orthopedic, physical, geriatric, or manual therapy, sports or neuro rehab, telehealth, or most any type of muscle or joint pain, P4 Physical Therapy promises to treat you with integrity, compassion, faithfulness, and selflessness. Locations in northern Alabama and southern Tennessee. Look for them on Facebook or online at p4physicaltherapy.com. Daily and Son Car Care is Ardmore's only one-stop auto repair and tire shop. Whether it's major mechanic or brake work or routine maintenance like an oil change or lube job, Daily and Son Car Care has been satisfying customers all over with their fast and friendly service. They're also your headquarters for quality Cooper tires. Stop by and see Wayne, Nikki, or Dale at 25600 Main Street in Ardmore, Tennessee, or call them at 931-427-4651. They're on Facebook, too. Daily and Son Car Care, open Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5, and Saturday, 7.30 till noon. Sparkling internet, oh so bright. Gigabit speed spread pure delight. Stream and play without delay with a fiber connection faster than Santa's sleigh. Get ready to be gigging around the Christmas tree with internet from Ardmore Telephone Company. Join the holiday cheer and call 800-830-9946 to upgrade today. ATC is an equal opportunity employer and provider. Local People's Gas Company in Athens and Ferguson LP Gas Company in Ardmore would like to wish all their customers a happy holiday season and thank you for your support this year. Remember, with Local People's Gas and Ferguson LP Gas, you always get the most value for your dollar, professional gas personnel who make safety a high priority, and you can always get in touch with them any day of the year at any time. Call Local People's Gas Company at 230-3600 or Ferguson LP Gas at 423-3320. While others have come and gone, the Lion's Den Gym has been roaring as a workout and exercise fixture in Athens, growing from its humble basement beginnings in 1981 to their current 10,000-square-foot location at 212 Commercial Drive in Athens. The Lion's Den offers 24-7 access to their ever-expanding equipment collection that includes treadmills and climbers, elliptical trainers, stationary bikes, loose weights and dumbbells, and over 45 different weight machines. Contact the Lion's Den Gym about a membership today at 256-652-2627. Visit them online at lionsdengym.com or on Facebook, The Lion's Den Gym, 256-652-2627. Now that you've got that new place on the water, BP Riverworks can finish the picture with a boathouse, dock, or seawall. Call Baron Pugh at 251-200-2273 or Tracer Pugh at 256-206-7097. BP Riverworks. Licensed and insured, 251-200-2273 or 256-206-7097. Want to howl with the havoc this season? Now's your chance from Tailgate Talk and the Huntsville Havoc. Just go to tailgatetalk.net and register your name. Then listen to Tailgate Talk Saturday mornings at 10 as we announce the weekly winners of Huntsville Havoc tickets. 
Howl with the Havoc this season from the Huntsville Havoc, Tailgate Talk, and 1080 WKAC. Welcome back to the best of Tailgate Talk on 1080 WKAC. A guy that's been with us ever since they've been in town, and, and we, we're, we're glad that he's here with us today and talking about a little basketball, and, and uh, he brought a little special guest with him, uh, Timothy Jones from the North Alabama War Dogs. Brother, we welcome you back. Oh, man, I appreciate uh, being back, man. And I always love having you. Joined here by Alicia DeRozier. 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 Well, happy to have you here Thank with you us. Thank you for having us. And she says she don't want us to ask her no, no. questions. Well, the first thing we ask you is, what <laughs> what do you do for the War Dogs? Yeah. Well, I'm the coach. There we go. And I love it. <laughs> I am the coach. I was a mom last year. Just <laughs> washing. Today, now, to, this year, I'm the coach. Oh, so but I love it. You got sons? I do. Okay. So you're so you're okay. You're you're used to uh, handling immature guys. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I, I coached all the way up through okay. my career. Okay. Girls, but I really thought guys would be. I, I love. Oh. Oh, well, no, it's probably not. <laughs> well, let me ask you this honestly, because these are young men, early twenties, mostly. Some I don't know what's, what's the oldest player. Thirty. Thirty. Okay. Um, I mean, do you ever have that? Man, I ain't gonna, woman gonna tell me what to do. <laughs> no, <laughs> just actually, be they're pretty good. They're you they're know? very respectful. Okay. And probably because I got to know them last year yeah. outside of this position. That would make. So sense. I know them well enough to know how yeah. to talk to them yeah. and do so they they've really been good well, that. you know hats off to you for being you know having the foresight to not even care man woman whatever to hire obviously she's doing a great job pouring one out of the gate um you know what 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 made you even consider it, tim um you know don't say i always look at certain people characters and stuff like that you know and actually we needed somebody that had a nice foundation you know that didn't take any mess from the guys. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, that's probably well, so, top of the list. So, right coach, when, when you get a little mess, what what it, do we run suicides? What, what do we school. do? I, I love it. I love it. Everybody Put them needs on the line. School. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody needs old school. Yes, they kind do. Of going by the wayside. Yeah. I was and gone. It's just how I am and how I coach. Yep. How I always have. I I coached my son up through rec league until he got to middle school, and I was old school with them and. Yep. And this being a, a semi-pro league, you can, uh, you know, you can probably get a little bit uh, away with it more than, like, say, the high school level, right? Where oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, because those are younger athletes, yeah. and nowadays, you know, PC world that we <coughs> live in, nobody wants to be yelled at. God no forbid. accountability. Yeah, no accountability, and responsibility. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love Coach, I, I appreciate that you saying that because I've got two daughters and they play travel, club, whatever. They're not playing for nobody. It's not like you in old school. I ain't having it. I'm old school <laughs> with them. I treat them like two dudes. And I appreciate you saying that. And I appreciate coaches that really come out and say they're old school. That's the way you're a, a coach, player's coach. I mean, you tell them the truth. You be honest with them. Right. It's terrible. You're terrible. You know, whatever. That's the way you got to be. Well, I mean, just being yeah, honest. Truth like the truth. I like yeah. it. Exactly. Constructive criticism. We don't go cry about it. We get better. That's right. That's how you get better. That's how you so, get You don't just pamper them. Nope. Easy question for you. Give us your background. Where are you yep. from and all that? Well, I went to Grissom High School, played there. Then I played four-year scholarship at Jacksonville State. Nice. Then I came back and coached at New Hope for about eight years, basketball, and then went to Grissom and did a little bit of basketball and softball. And then I retired three years ago. 
Or so you thought. Best thing ever. I thought I did, yes. <laughs> Until I Timothy did. said, no, you ain't. Yes. Wow. So how did this conversation even come about? Like, you know, how did it happen, Coach? Like, uh, just, it, it probably more of what I seen from her last year in the stands. <laughs> Coach, coaching from the stands. Was she coaching from the stands? Yeah. Well, she she came to a lot of practices. Too. Yeah. Oh, okay. And she did a few things too. So, so when we was in looking for a coach and stuff like that, we had you know a couple other candidates, but she ended up being a, a perfect candidate. That's awesome. I get excited sometimes. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm sure the officials love you. <laughs> A technical here or there. Okay, it just motivates me. I everybody. Had one yet. Oh well, my I, assistant coach. Really? <laughs> uh, you know, I always thought you'd have been the quiet one out of the bunch. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, nothing wrong with a good technical every now and then. No. Oh yeah. Everything going. Well, uh, talk about maybe some of uh, you know the starters and your team this year. Um, I did look them up. Some I didn't see. Um, a lot of them didn't have the pictures there, so I didn't know who they were, where they came from, but. Um, it's all of them are pretty much local guys, right? Yeah, most of them. Are, you know, what I'm saying Jeffrey Moss still with us. Um, Darian Leslie still with us. Um, Taylor uh, Taylor Legacy. Um, her son Phil DeRosa. Okay. Um, those are returning the returning starters or most of our playmakers. Then um, Shaky Wiggly. He he played at Gaston State. You know, uh, he he won our primary bigs. Okay, you know. Um, and you know, what I'm saying they know we, and we have a few other new guys and stuff like that. But um, but they'll say they you know we got a pretty good start. You know, you know, we started the season. You know, you got a lot of learning. I got a new coach, yeah, new system, like new system and stuff like that. Yeah, most definitely new system because you know we had a whole different system than it was last year. So, uh, but but you know, they'll say four one start. We lost a close one um, last week. You know, but we will bounce back. Yeah, you can learn from those though. Yeah. Um, speaking of old school, so. You've got a guy going to the hole. He's two feet away from laying it up, and then he kicks it out to the corner for a three. You good with that? That's the new way of the game, or, you know? If we make it, I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah. I like the layup, though. If you're wide open, take it. Thank Get the you. points. Thank you. If it is yeah. wide open, yeah. take it. I mean, if it's not being defended, why right. are you passing That's, the ball? Yes. Oh, and, I man. mean, if we're up 15 and you want to kick it out, that's well, fine. Or if we're down 15 with three minutes, but take yeah. the two points. Yeah. 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 It's just the game's changed so much, hasn't it? It has. Since we've all, it you sure know, has. grown up with it. But, you know, fundamentals are fundamentals. Basketball is still true basketball. Three-point stance, yep. you know, and all that good stuff. And that's what wins games. So, what do you like to do offensively? What's your kind of your, you know, philosophy? philosophy and I mean, is it? I mean, Score. do you utilize the three point line a lot? Uh, we run a lot of just a motion flex offense okay. where everybody we don't ha- we could run five guards or five bigs because everybody's cycling through doing the same thing. Okay. Now, can so, y'all play a zone in ABA? We can. Okay. Do y'all play ha- much zone? We start usually in man, but if we have to adjust, if somebody's killing it outside, right. we will make an adjustment, but okay. mostly man. Okay. But occasionally we do drop back in a three two zone some to shut down their outside. What, so man's your primary yeah. go to? Yep. Okay. And um I forgot, man, how long are the games? How many how, is it uh yeah, it's twelve minute quarters. Okay. You know, don't say that um forty eight no forty eight. Forty eight total, right. So forty eight total. Probably not a whole lot of full court pressing then, I guess. We is do it? we do a some. lot of full court. Really? Yeah. Holy smoke. How deep do you go off the bench so far this year? Well, we only have ten, and they can all play. But usually, when we put somebody in, we're not losing anything. Okay, we put somebody in, and it's we're that strong that we can sub in and out and keep fresh legs in, which is great. It is great. Well, you got that four point shot. I mean, it, and, and we're talking about full court press. I mean, is that 
does that have an effect on uh, cutting down the other team's four point attempts or yeah whatever? yeah I, I think that's that's the whole beauty of uh, the ABA you know it's a little different than the NBA so these different rules you know we call it 3D you know where the ball get turned over the backcourt you know you get that extra point you know three pointer be four points two points be three. Yeah. It's a free throw. You get extra free throw. So, um, yeah, full good press. Yeah, that that's that's the whole reason. I think a lot of teams start pressing because yeah. of us in our year one. We was pressing and we was turning, getting the ball turned over a lot. And a lot of teams didn't press. It was, oh, it's not pro basketball. Now you see a lot of teams <laughs> pressing. Now <laughs> you, you took know. advantage of it early. They yeah, got no, catching so, up. So, so now a lot of teams are pressing now. So, uh, but yeah, that's the whole point of a lot of team pressing. You know, but you know when you get on certain courts like James Clemens courts. You know, um, a lot of teams come up here. Our court is a lot bigger mm-hmm. than some of the other teams. Yeah, they don't last long. You know, yeah, by the man. fourth quarter, <laughs> wore out. Yeah, they yeah. wore out. So, and I knew the four points sh- had something to do with the within the backcourt, and I couldn't remember what the rule was. So. Yeah, and then also, you know, and then then you do got a five pointer if uh, if you hit a half court shot. You know, oh wow! Oh court. okay. So so yeah, it, it's a little different, and but you don't got seven seconds to get it up. Yeah, it's, get it up. It's fast. It's fast. a lot, lot faster. A lot of fast. Now, is it twenty four? What's the possession? Twenty two. I thought twenty four second possession. So you got a guy going up for the layup, and he kicks it out to the half court. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> get that five. Oh, get that five. You better not. Now that one, I'll have. A you got to work that play in, coach. I got. That's, that's our game yeah. winner right there. I don't know. That might be a. That might be a situation where you need to set that play up. Down by five with two seconds to go. Because those odds of making that shot are really uh, good. You know. Well, I mean, you know. Little Art Clement could make it. Yeah, there you go. Back there. Oh. Now, where did your son play uh, high school ball? He played at Grissom. Okay, so you stayed there pretty much, y'all, since yeah. you yeah in that same area? Okay. Did you go play college anywhere? He did not. He had yeah. a lot of offers, but they were D3, smaller schools, and none of them had his major, and so he – was smart yeah. enough to know go to Auburn and get that degree. So he ended up playing club ball to Auburn. Oh yeah, which was yeah. fun and oh, good. Yeah. They travel and it's pretty yeah. big. It's, it's a big deal. Absolutely. So at least he got to keep playing. But yeah, he got that degree that pays him money now. Yes, yeah. well, good for him. That's perfect. I'm still waiting on my call. I don't know. I mean, it's been five years now. You know, I send you emails, texts. You know, I'm five five. I'm fifty eight. I've had four back surgeries, hip replacement, but I can go. Hey, you Tell guys. Us, can you give us two minutes? Uh, my wife would say no. So. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. That's awesome. On the court. That's what I mean. Okay. I'm talking about on the court. Yeah, okay. That's what I mean. Man, I asked my coach, I asked my brother-in-law about you guys, and he, he knew. He said, we played in their Pro-Am tournament this summer. My team won it. We were stacked. Uh, who's, who's my brother-in-law's name is Zane. No oh, way. Stop. We <laughs> want Zane to come yeah, play with you us. You don't either. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he played this summer with my son at Oakwood. That's right. Zane blew something out. I don't know what he blew out, but he blew it out bad, and it looked it was his calf. Something man, hmm. it's, it's, just recently. No, it's been a while back. When now he's the wrestling one of the wrestling coaches at Athens. He wrestles, and then he comes over to my house at midnight and jumps in our pool with the waters about twenty. Man, I ain't doing that. Uh-uh. I'll just be sore in the morning. But he was bragging about you guys, about how good you guys are, and how good of an organization. Uh, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. But it is. Y'all, y'all have done a really good job. I mean, 
besides being you know assistant coach, you having to do all the oh, sponsorship stuff, right? You know, get the money coming in. The and, modern you know, day Jackie deal. Boone, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, man. Hey, I like that. That's hey, awesome. I like I love that. 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 Hey, you know, that's like being one of the owners. You know, you, know, you, got, you got a good front office that you know trying to help keep getting these partnerships and sponsors in. You know, we got a lot more in this year than we ever had. Oh, good for you. So, um, and then also we getting other people coming to our games like um. This, our last home game, we had um, one of the scouts for the Big Three came in. Nice. And, oh, wow. Um, and, you know, and they'll say, given, you know, looking at some of our guys and one of our trainers is possibly going to be going and um, be a trainer for them uh, this summer for the Big Three. Oh, wow. So you're advancing so, folks. Yeah, I mean, so so it, yeah, I always say this is a platform yeah. for everybody that's yeah. in our circle. So not just for the players, but it can be for yeah. coaches. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to the NBA. There we go. We'll, <laughs> we'll say we, we'll say we knew you win. I'm sure yeah, we'll Absolutely. That's awesome. It tells you what kind of organization y'all are running, and you know, because yeah. people are obviously seeing it, right? Oh, yeah, so, most definitely. Um, for those that don't know, the Big Three is something Ice Cube started, what, three years ago maybe? This might be going year four, four, I think. Four, yeah. Um, I love that concept, man. Yeah, I, I watch yeah. it. Yeah, and, and this past year, you know, give a shout out to him. You know, uh, one of his the players that was in the ABA, he played this year, and um, he showed out this year, and he was, he was rookie of the year. Chosen huh. level play ABA is. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so you know, he, I'm saying he, um, he went to the trials and didn't make the team, didn't make it for three years in a row, and kept going, and they they took a risk on him this year and. And there it is. Yeah, That's no, awesome. now he can be a captain. Oh, wow. wow. That's awesome. That's so, so a great story. And, I, and it's, that, that's been a, a pretty good story, too, with the whole um, that league. Because I, I'm not going to lie to you, when it first started, I'm like, man, I don't know if anybody's going to watch this. Yeah. Crap. They, I mean, they have yeah. good attendance. I think TV's doing well. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I'll sit there and, and think I'm going to watch five minutes of it, and they say, no, I'll watch two hours of it. You know? Every, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm just yeah, – yeah, yeah. yeah, he, uh, he did an awesome job with it. So um, so I'm, I'm glad to be be able to be on their radar. Just yeah, bit, that's awesome, so. man. Good for y'all. So yeah. has has a rivalry emerged these five years? Um, Right now, our rivalry is – Probably the Atlanta Aliens out of Atlanta. Um, Y'all got we, them tonight, we, right? No, nah, no, nah, we, we have an uh, South Carolina Yeah. Okay. So uh, it was, you know, uh, the, they moved our regions, and uh, it was the Mobile team, and um, they they under construction a little bit right now. So uh, so right now our rival is uh, Atlanta Aliens. Okay. They the one that knocked us out of the playoffs last year. Oh, yeah. So so we, we always go toe-to-toe with them and coach Duck. Out of Atlanta, get a shout out to him. You know, he one of uh, like mentors that I had when I first came in the league. It mm. really taught me a lot, you know, about what they're doing right now. But um, yeah, they, you know, they always go toe to toe with us. So that's pretty much our rival right now. So okay. Now, what, how many teams is in the league again this year? Uh, I think it's like 135. Okay. And every year, man, y'all, you know. Had opportunities, so to say, you know, it's, it says a lot. I mean, to be able to go through that kind of gauntlet to even get as far as y'all have gotten says yeah. a lot. So hopefully, you know, that's going to continue, coach, and and uh, you know, we hope we hope it does. And what about crowd wise? I mean, if y'all, it, I mean, I know it probably fluctuates depending on what night of the week and what's going yeah. on in the community. Yeah. But yeah, 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 you know, you know, they'll say get through this Auburn Alabama gauntlet. Yeah. You know, in November. <laughs> um, usually, they'll say, you know, crowds start picking up, you know, December going into the beginning of the year. Um, but tennis did go up last year a lot. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, towards the, um, they'll say, they, you know, around about December time frame. So, yeah. um, I think people noticing, you know, and now we're linking up with a lot more schools now. And 
uh, we, we, uh, with our tra- new trainer, VSI Unlimited, you know, uh, Carryon Johnson's dad. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He still okay. I didn't know they still had. Yeah, it. yeah. He, okay. he he trained all our players. That's our awesome. Players, you know, so we actually got a place where the guys can train now. Yeah, that's a good so, so, deal. I've been over there. So so that's another step up for us. Now now guys come in, know that they can get. You know, saying they um they can go get some good training. Yeah. Outside of just practice and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Now, so. they need it. Yeah. I mean, and, and all these guys. I mean, it's in their job. They've got jobs and stuff. Yeah. And time yeah. is limited. And how, yeah. how often do y'all practice? Twice a week, Twice one week. night at VSI, and then one night James Clemens. Okay. okay, yeah, I mean, that makes it tough, too. Two yeah. nights a week practicing in ball games. How many, how many games a week usually? One? One or two. One or two. Yeah, yeah. Because travel's so – it's not like you can just go one county over. <laughs> right. That's for sure. Right. Well, it's been fun, y'all. Time's short, but we appreciate y'all joining us. Yeah. Good luck tonight Thank and the rest you. of the season. and be keeping up with y'all. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get y'all back on for sure. All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank y'all. Coach, that's uh, Mr. Timothy Jones of the North Alabama War Dogs, Ms. Alicia DeRozan, the head coach of the, of the War Dogs. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. You'll listen to Applebee's Tailgate Talk on the Big 1080, WKAC, and the PAS Plus app. Bring a little caffeination inspiration to your next event with Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens. Turn up the heat in these cooler months with their signature products, including a full coffee menu, white chocolate mocha, lattes, frappes, energy drinks, lemonades, and teas. Travelin' Tom's serves events of any size, concerts, neighborhood block parties, high school football games, you name it. Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens is sure to make any event a little sweeter. Visit Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens on Facebook or call them at 434-1734. Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens. Limestone Drug, located on the square in downtown Athens, is your local Health Park Pharmacy. As your local Health Park Pharmacy, Limestone Drug is locally owned and has a personal commitment to the community. Limestone Drug honors prescription drug plans, including Medicare. They accept flex spending cards and fill prescriptions in minutes, not hours. Limestone Drug knows there's nothing more important than your family's well-being. So shop Limestone Drug at 200 West Market Street in Athens, your local Health Park Pharmacy. Limestone Drug, caring for you and about you. Your roof is the first line of defense for your home. Do you have water stains on your ceiling? Paint peeling off your walls? Shingles missing? It's probably time for you to get your free roof inspection. Locally owned and operated, licensed and insured. Yellowhammer Roofing is the Yellowhammer State Hometown Team. Yellowhammer Roofing. Let our family protect what's most important to you, your family. 256-232-1933 or online at yellowhammerroofing.com. For screen printing, sign printing, banners, logo design, and more, look no further than that shirt printing place. Located at 709 North Jefferson Street in Athens, call 256-444-1827. That shirt printing place. Visit them online at thatshirtprintingplacellc.com. Look for them on Facebook, too. That shirt printing place. 256-444-1927. That shirt printing place. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic Sports in Alabama. This message presented by the AHSAA and the Alabama High School Athletic Directors and Coaches Association. 
Applebee's Tailgate Talk wants to recognize our local athletes, and you can help. Go to tailgatetalk.net throughout the school year to vote for the Applebee's Neighborhood Athlete of the Week. The winner receives a Tailgate Talk t-shirt from that shirt printing place. Submit your own nominations for future polls, too. While you're there, check out the Tailgate Talk archives and see what you might have missed. That's the Applebee's Neighborhood Athlete of the Week. Cast your vote today from Applebee's Neighborhood Grill and Tailgate Talk. We're back now with more of our conversation on the best of tailgate talk. We have all three of them here at Bryce Osmond. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right, brother. So welcome to Applebee's Tailgate Talk. Welcome to uh, Madison, North Alabama. Thank you. Um, Now, I was asking you, is this your first stop in minor league? And you told me what you told me. So to let everybody know where where you where you been, what you so been up to. My first stop after uh, my first spring training was in Tri City in Washington, um, with the Tri City Dust Devils in high A. That's Washington State. That's Washington those, yeah. State. That's and the Pacific Northwest. And they are what level? That's high A. High, okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, we've been playing in uh Seattle, Oregon, you know, like I said, the Pacific Northwest, it's uh it's been a little rainy. It's been a little yeah. cold. Yeah. So and then you get to the southeast. And now I'm back in the south. And I yeah. had my first start in Mississippi last week. And, I, and I'm and i sweating like nobody's business. <laughs> yes. I'm going to the rousing bag every pitch. Yeah. But I am happy to be down south. Were you back happy home. with your first start here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, maybe not here, but Mississippi was a it was a great start. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. 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 Um, right-handed, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, How long? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ty. No, no. Like growing up, was like baseball just it? Like was that your love, or did you play other sports? I played baseball. Well, actually, growing up, growing up, I played everything. Yeah. But once it kind of once I started to uh, you know pick, I went with baseball and football, and then. By my sophomore year of high school, I was all baseball. Yeah. So I, travel ball, all always. That. Yeah, so we didn't have always. all that growing up. No, we didn't have travel ball. We, we up. played everything. You didn't. It, everything wasn't so like nowadays. As young as you are, you almost have to choose a sport. Pretty early. I mean, you really do. You got to be pretty dedicated uh, from a pretty and, young age. Yeah. And I and I and I hate that for y'all. I mean, I kind of do because um, you know getting to play multiple sports is you know just I don't know broadens everything, but it's Definitely. it's just fun. You meet different people, but don't get burnt out sometimes. Don't get there's a lot of burnout going but, on. But when at you the same time, the depth of that, y'all have the opportunity of getting so much better at the sport that you do choose. You know because no it's so focused. So you know there's, no there's benefits. There are too. pros and cons. To yeah, that. absolutely. Pros and cons. Talk about the grind, man. Did did you did you go to college? College or did you come out of high school? Uh, so I got drafted out of high school, but I uh, I turned it down and went to Oklahoma State. I've been That's at right. Oklahoma State for the last three years. Okay. Um, I mean, as far as the grind, like college baseball is, it's a big jump from from high school baseball for mm-hmm. sure in terms of usage and and all of that. Um, well, but, just the playing on the fields. I mean, the fields. The division you know, one from high school to division one. It's it's a pretty big like I said. Yeah, I big mean, the, the other thing is like you're 18 years old playing against some guys that are 22 True. and 23, and like at you that point, mean? like I mean, that matters. It's yep. it's kind of boys against men at, yeah, at some points. You know what I mean? Especially at some of these bigger schools, yep. but. Um, honestly, like that, it kind of helped a lot to make this transition too. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. once Maturity's again, quicker, definitely, right. and and then you get into pro ball, and and once again, there's some there's some boys and there's some men, there's yeah. some big bodies out there. There's some big bodies on the uh, 
uh, the team we shit, in Mississippi too. There's been there's been guys all over the place that I've seen in the South that have just been big bodies. But I mean, coming from Oklahoma State, I, I played with. I, well, I I started from my freshman year on. Okay. And yeah, so I was 18 playing starter, right? Not yeah, start, okay. starting pitcher. Like I was playing against big bodies from like day one on, and and the transition from there to here has been fairly easy but the grind is definitely like on a whole yeah. different level if it is a grind. there's just so much it grind. is so yeah. much more baseball in in minor league baseball than you yeah. ever play in college that i it, mean like it's hard to compare uh, six game series y'all play you know especially when you're on the road right and i'm used to a weekend you know, three game series there you go. and, and mean, maybe a, a midweek you know what yeah. i mean so it, it's a lot of baseball it's it's it is a grind for sure yeah. how many nights will you pitch normally in a in a week period once. Uh, once. Once? Okay, because you've been starter? Yeah, I mean, I just okay. I, I had a, a game a weekend, and that was it. Wow. Yeah. So how many's in the rotation right now? How many of us? Yeah. There's five right okay, now. Five so, yeah, we're, we're working a five-man. I've, I've gone okay. the Tuesday and the Sunday a couple times this season, which, okay. which is like kind of crazy to me. But, I mean, it's it's professional baseball, and, yeah. and we are I mean, managed differently. You know what I mean? When you're just throwing once a week. You can you can be left out there for 110, yeah. 120 pitches, but when there's a chance that well, when you are going on a five man, you can't you can't right. do that. So it, um, it's different. What is the the day in the life of a starting pitcher when they're not starting and you're out in the bullpen and well <laughs> and you're just there? <laughs> you got to think that the day starts at. The game starts at six thirty. The day starts at one thirty. Okay. So, uh, starting pitcher gets all of his work in from about two o'clock until five o'clock or so. You know what I mean? I, I try to get in and and get everything taken care of in terms of rehab or you know I got to get touched up by with the trainer a little bit. I'm a little banged up. I got to get some rubbing um, or cold tub, hot tub, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. You got to take care of some stuff before the game. And then once it's game time, you just get to hang out and and enjoy the game. And it's been really cool to hang out and enjoy some games in Huntsville because the atmosphere is it's been yeah. pretty electric. Yeah, it's pretty electric. A lot yeah. of energy. No doubt. Yeah. No, no doubt. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. We're happy for, for you to be here. Absolutely. Getting to experience it, man. Absolutely. Um, how old are you again? 23. Yeah, so to be, and that's the same age as my son. Yeah, to be such a young guy and getting able to, to you know, see a lot of different parts of the country and, and play against, you know, some guys. And it has been that, very and, cool. You know, that not just. Uh, them, but yourself might be playing against each other in the major leagues. You no know, doubt, day down the road, and no obviously doubt. that's your ultimate goal, right? Is to get to the majors. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely, it has been since I was little. So yeah. it's it's so, really cool to feel like you know you're you're not too far away. I was gonna say you're, you're making it happen right now. Buddy. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now, are you Hayden? I'm Hayden. All right, Hayden Sieg. Is that you say your last name? Sig. Sig. Yep. Perfect. All right. Man, I was I was reading about you last night, dude, and you got a wonderful, uh, really testimony. To be honest, I read about your car wreck, sure, yeah, accident. Um, I saw you played at St. Joe's. That's right. right? That sounded like a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, read a little bit about where uh, you know with COVID and all, you got that opportunity to go back for I guess was it your fifth year or was it your fourth year? Uh, fifth year. Fifth well, okay, year, yep. I thought it was your fifth year. Um, that sounded like that worked out really well for you. Gave fifth you the opportunity to, to work on your game a little bit. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I loved the the story I was reading about, you know, how um, you know, the coaching staff, your teammates, everybody, you know, it seemed like a pretty tight knit group and Absolutely. all and um, I read a little something about you were struggling with performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that. Were you just like, were you just nervous before you took the mound? 
Man, yeah. Or, I, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the interesting thing about what I experienced with the performance anxiety was I didn't actually know what was going on. Um, I, I would get out there, and, I, and I'd feel good in the bullpen. I'd feel feel ready to go, and I'd get on the mound, and I'd almost feel lost. Um, it was something I had never experienced before. You know, I'm now, 20 years old. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, but, did, I mean, had you always experienced or did you just come no, out of the blue? No, 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 out, out of the blue. So yeah. out of the blue. I had I, I had struggled. Um you know, I can't necessarily pinpoint the one time that I started to feel it, but over a, over a series of games, it was it was in the summer of uh, I think nineteen. It was um, the summer of nineteen. I really started to struggle, and and I reached a point where I said, you know what? Like I can just tell that my mind is not in the same place that it used to be. It's some of the confidence, some of the level of. Um, just the level of play was not the same. I was like, but I haven't changed, you know? So I was like, where's my mind going? Um, it's going crazy. I've played this game since I was four years old. Was, I've been able to throw strikes. Was it affecting any other parts of your life? Not at all. Just just, just sports. Baseball. Just baseball. Wow. Just baseball. Sure. Yeah. And uh, my heart would race. Like, I could feel it race. And I was like, this isn't right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I... I, I got, it was interesting because I got to learn a lot about the mental side of the game. Um, oh. And I feel like that's prepared me. Um, in sports in general. I don't know where I'd be at with that accident and everything had I not gone through a lot of the mental training that I've gone through to get to where I am now, yeah. you know, so. So talk a little bit about the accident. I think from what I read, y'all were, um, you were actually in um, a campus van or something, right? Sure, I mean, yeah. You were going to training or something? I was uh, I was with the Angels. It was my first, uh, first week with the Angels, and it was just an unfortunate accident. Um, the circumstances just, somebody tried to, uh, like, cut us off, and mm. we ended up, uh, in an accident, I ended up breaking my femur. Um, I hadn't thrown a pitch yet for the Angels. Um, so leg you push off the mound with or opposite? Uh, the pushing leg. Yeah, my oh, back, wow. my back right leg. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, so that was a, a an unfortunate start to my Angels career. But you know they handled it amazing. They gave me the support that I needed. Um, I was back on the field the next year. I don't. I didn't even miss a game. I was there for opening oh, wow. day. Wow. So about six months I was out, and I was seven months I was out and back on the field. Um, that was uh, that was quite a taxing recovery, though. <laughs> well, it says a lot about who you are as a person and as a player because, really, you know, I would think in those circumstances, I could have just said, you know what, we gave it a shot, buddy. Good yeah. Luck. You know, yeah. Yeah. Holler if you get your leg ever gets better. Maybe right. we'll give you another tryout. But. Yeah, no, they were great about it because I didn't have the best year last year, and, and they supported me the whole way through. They said, you know what, uh, you're coming back from something pretty serious. Um, so they, 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 they supported me through, you know, some difficult times last year, and uh, – uh, I think it helped me get to where I'm at now, and no doubt. We'll be back with more of our Tailgate Talk conversation after this. Sparkling internet, oh so bright. Gigabit speed spread pure delight. Stream and play without delay with a fiber connection faster than Santa's sleigh. Get ready to be gigging around the Christmas tree with internet from Ardmore Telephone Company. Join the holiday cheer and call 800-830-9946 to upgrade today. ATC is an equal opportunity employer and provider. P4 Physical Therapy is a new outpatient provider offering community-based care with a unique partnership model that allows them to consistently deliver world-class outpatient care, emphasizing personalized hands-on treatment. Whether it's orthopedic, physical, geriatric, or manual therapy, sports or neuro rehab, telehealth, or most any type of muscle or joint pain, P4 Physical Therapy promises to treat you with integrity, compassion, faithfulness, and selflessness. Locations in Athens, Huntsville, and Winfield, Alabama, as well as Fayetteville and Knoxville, Tennessee. Look for them on Facebook or online at p4physicaltherapy.com. 
When things go wrong, State Farm is here to help life go right. And Agent Michael Howell is the one who can help get things back on track. See Michael for your auto, home, life, health, property, and business insurance and be ready for those unexpected twists that life throws at you. Ask about banking and annuities, too. Call State Farm Agent Michael Howell at 232-5400. Visit him online at michaelhowell.net or go see him at 903 South Clinton Street in Athens. State Farm Agent Michael Howell. There when things go wrong here to help life go right come see all your friends at applebee's in athens 12 minutes guaranteed or it's free monday through friday 11 a.m to 3 p.m seven items to choose from can't make it for lunch visit them for happy hour 3 p.m to 7 p.m or late night half price appetizers with beverage purchase six appetizers to choose from call 233-4430 or order online at applebee's.com and pick your meal up with car side to go applebee's neighborhood grill highway 72 in athens just off i-65 eating good in the neighborhood Keep up with local school, travel, youth, and amateur sports throughout the week with the Play Action Sports Update. Listen weekday mornings at 7.30 and weekday afternoons at 1.30 and 3.30 as we bring you the latest scores, news, and announcements from Limestone County and surrounding communities. That's the Play Action Sports Update three times a day, Monday through Friday on 1080 WKAC. You're listening to the best of tailgate talk on 1080 WKAC. So how do you like the Huntsville area so far? Oh, it's nice. I, I didn't even know half of this was here. I was driving. They were driving around to get me out here. It was the first time I got to see anything. I'm in the right. hotel this week, so I haven't gotten oh, to see okay. much. Oh, you're new, wow. dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, got here, new. <laughs> I got here last Friday. But, um, no, it's 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 amazing. And, and the, the the environment at the field is is yeah. unreal. You know, yeah. you feel like you're, you're playing professional it. baseball. Yeah. Um, and it's that's fun. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just can't imagine what it would feel like for you to be able to take that man, look up. Man, the crowds yeah. here are generally sold out you know for the most part sure even if you know right now we're not really in the playoff hunt, sure. but um, no it's fun you no know, it's, it's, it's you're gonna love it dude yeah signing autographs the kids are excited the fans are excited they're into the game and it's good baseball you know yeah so absolutely it's been a blast um you come out of the pen do you like coming out of the pen i love it i love it it's nice to be able to throw a couple times a week um you know the starters get their get their chance to throw six seven innings in one game yeah i get my chance to throw two or three times a week um and i enjoy it i enjoy throwing at the later ends of the game and and being in those spots um yeah and and it's good so i I started in the pen my last year or all throughout college so no it was good it's good stuff yeah um so coming out of the pen like you do do you find it like you know you're in the bullpen right everybody the starting pitchers everybody's out there right starters who aren't you know, their start might not be for three or four more games. They're probably kind of just giving off a little bit because they don't have to be that focused. Sure, but you have to be. Yeah, you may be called yeah, in. You know, yeah. I think the uh, I think the cool thing about the bullpen is is you're able to flip the switch usually around like the fifth or fifth inning or so. You're just watching the game and hanging out. I mean, it's tough to be. It's tough to be laser focused like you're in the game for 140 games throughout the season. Yeah. So you have to be able to find that balance of like. Uh, keeping it relaxed out in the bullpen until your name is called, or a little bit before that where you're starting to get ready where you think your name might be called. Um, so, no, the bullpen's a great environment, guys that are supporting each other and, and picking each other up and uh, definitely have a lot of fun out there, um, but also know when to flip the switch and get ready yeah. for the game, you know? Right. That's cool. Well, thanks a lot, Hayden. Yeah. Right, that's right. Sorry, I missed the – No, you're good. I, I was yeah. off in the other area. And we're going to just roll right along to our next guest, uh, Sammy Natera, the only 
only lefty on the staff. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you, Hayden Sieg, for joining us. <laughs> the only lefty on the staff. Uh, yes, sir. My wife is left-handed. Really? So unless you know lefties, you don't know lefties. <laughs> I always heard y'all were mean. Huh? I'm kidding. I always heard y'all were mean. <laughs> you, you just know Debbie. Well, I just know his know. wife. She's the sweetest thing in the world. <laughs> now, uh, one of our, uh, our, our our other guys that joins us, Coach Leg, he's a lefty. Uh, so, yeah. So, I just go talk lefty a little bit. As as you were coming up pitching, playing baseball, do you bat left as well? You're yeah. full-blown lefty. Yes, I did. I used to be a first baseman, actually. Did you? Oh, okay. you, yeah, you experienced you like first the first baseman lefty part. I did. See, that's a lost start that a lot of folks don't. You know, when we were growing up, Todd, if you had if you had a left-hander, it's one of the first things coaches ask. If you had a left-hander, we got a left-hander. Yeah, they, they just automatically. Your yeah. first base. Yeah. Yeah. And I asked my dad, why? Then, why? He said, well, because it's, it's, it's closer. Yeah. The, the, right, the right hand on the glove on the right hand. But, uh, so. Also, growing up, and I won't speak for Tom, but I think he probably felt this way, we didn't see too many left-handed pitchers. And we... He would freak us out, man. Booby. You know, we're up there. Yeah. Booby Mayberry, the uh, fastest Willie pitcher. Willie Mayberry, man. We played against this kid. He threw smoke. Really? He threw 70 head. miles an hour. And he might throw wow. about one out of funny. every six pitches was coming at you. He just didn't have that good <laughs> control like you yeah. do. So, but anyway, did you find that growing up? I mean, the, the right-handed batter seemed a little bit, when you, especially when you were younger, right? You know, 15, 14, whatever. No, oh, yeah, of course. When I was hitting, when I used to hit, when I faced lefties, I would you be didn't like it either. Okay. Yeah, I'd be go. scared because as a lefty, it's like it just it's coming looks, right yeah, at you. it looks yeah. like it's gonna hit you. Yeah. And no, yeah, I was definitely not excited to face lefties <laughs> when growing up. Yeah. Well, talk to us a little bit. You played in New Mexico, is that right? Yeah, I went to New Mexico. Okay. State, yeah. Um, that so a that's a dry heat out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, what do you different. think about the uh, the humidity coming to the southeast? Oh, it's different. When I got out of the airport, um, <laughs> I felt like someone was just like pushing my shoulders down. <laughs> yeah. It was just like pushing me down. I was like, okay, I gotta get used to this. No, yeah, it, it takes a little bit. Here? What was that? Is this your second week here now? Uh, yeah, second week here. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you did experience a little bit of that nice heat wave we had last week. Yeah. A little brutal. Oh, Lord, that was something. Yeah, yeah it was. Well, um, so what do you think of the area so far and everything? I, mean, I know the stadium. I love it awesome, here. It? I love it here. It's just like this is this just feels right, you know, like mm-hmm. the environment, like the people, like everyone cares about you, like a lot of support. You can just feel it that, like, everyone cares. Yeah. And it just makes you feel good, and, like, you feel good, you play good. So That's true. It does. It You're does, right. Yeah. It makes a difference. I don't know, does, um, and I should have asked off air, but the Trash Pandas have, like, a, a booster club that were a lot of minor league teams do. Yeah, they do. They, they have, have the a booster club, and a family will adopt. A player. I mean, you've only been here a couple of weeks, yeah. so that might not even had time I'm, to transaction. But I'm sure anyway, they do because it does. It goes back yeah. to that. I'm telling you, man. This whole this whole area. I mean, the South in general, but this this area north. They love their ball players. They love, love their, their ball teams. players. They love each other. I mean, you, you got know, uh, you got. They're going to stop and help you if you need help. You know, the havoc. The hockey team. Yeah. Uh, this the Rock City Trash Pandas is newer, but uh, you know the area, and uh, of course it's last. 
last part of the season, so we hope you come back next year as well. But uh, you know, it's uh, well. And speaking of which, so you know, not many games left in the season. You know, unless Yammer actually make the playoffs, which looks a little out of reach right now. But um, so, where where do you go during off season? Where's home for you? Home for me is in Juarez, Mexico. Wow! So I go all the way to Mexico. Now, how far south? Hang on a second. Back up. Back up. (laughs) What part of Mexico did you say? Juarez. Juarez. Oh, okay. Juarez. Okay. That's uh, that's on the west coast. Uh, uh, that's north. That's Border City with El Paso, Texas. Okay. Border City with okay. El Paso. Okay. So I went to Mexico City through uh, Nuevo Laredo. No, mm. uh, that's further. Juarez will be farther west of that. Yeah. So, uh, so that's great. Okay, I apologize. It's, it's, Todd, back to you. Humidity so. shouldn't be bothering you a lick. <laughs> no, it's, um, so just remind him a little bit. When, of, when you go home, do you play like any fall ball or like any fall leagues or anything? So there's a winter ball mm-hmm. league in Mexico, and I'm with a team over there. Okay. But since I'm already around 100 innings this year. And I'm going to go to Instructs with Bryce, too. Okay. okay. Uh, we're going to go to Instructional League. And, no, yeah, Instructional League. Okay, now where would that be? Arizona. Okay. Nah. Yeah, we're going to be there next month. And I don't know. i got to talk to the team and see if they let me go play. Yeah, that's the thing. Because yeah. now when you reach certain levels, there's certain yeah. things they're not going to want you to do because they got a, a nice investment in you and yeah. don't want you to get overthrown or hurt or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, do you, have you had any injuries um, in your young career? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, last year I had my biggest, I would say, injury as a pitcher. I had, like, my shoulder, I had labrum mm. tear and stuff. Did you really? Tore labrum. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun one. Yeah. I learned a lot about myself. Yeah. Rehab's not fun on that. Um. It's not. <laughs> um, last year uh, in college, I didn't throw as much because of that. And then... Did you tear it throwing or do you know? It was like a small tear and there was like more stuff so going just, on there. Okay. And um, I got to professional baseball didn't throw a baseball. My first bullpen with the organization was in spring training. Oh, wow. This year. Yeah. Okay. It's been a fun one. <laughs> oh, sounds like a bless you. So, but as far as the way it feels now, like you, you feel 100% back, you think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a little bit more I can add this offseason, and that's what we're shooting for. But I'm just grateful to be able to throw and pitch and compete. Because last year was a whole different story, and yeah. I'm just grateful to it be here. It is not fun when you can't be out there doing what you love to do, man. It's, Absolutely. it's a frustrating time, yeah. Yeah, I hate, it. I hate to see any athlete. I don't even care if they're 14, 10. Yeah. I don't care. When you love to do something like that and you can't do it, ah, it's just, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I know, I know. So, Absolutely. I'm, so I'm glad you made it back through. Appreciate that. Well, buddy, we appreciate you joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Sammy Natera, left-handed pitcher for the uh, Rocket City Trash Pandas. Uh, also had Hayden Sieg and Bryce Osmond, both right-handed pitchers. It's time to take a break. You're listening to Applebee's Tailgate, talking to WKAC, the Big 1080. From day one, First National Bank has been built on a strong foundation of community first. 
First to lend a helping hand. First to help with community events and fundraisers. First to support local students, athletic programs, and civic organizations. First to support events like United Way, Relay for Life, and many more charitable events. And most importantly, working for our great community. Without you, there'd be no First National Bank. Making communities great together, that's what we strive for. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Daily and Son Car Care is Ardmore's only one-stop auto repair and tire shop. Whether it's major mechanic or brake work or routine maintenance like an oil change or lube job, Daily and Son Car Care has been satisfying customers all over with their fast and friendly service. They're also your headquarters for quality Cooper tires. Stop by and see Wayne, Nikki, or Dale at 25600 Main Street in Ardmore, Tennessee, or call them at 931-427-4651. They're on Facebook, too. Daily and Son Car Care, open Monday through Friday, 730 till 5, and Saturday, 730 till noon. Limestone Drug, located on the square in downtown Athens, is your local Health Mart pharmacy. As your local Health Mart pharmacy, Limestone Drug is locally owned and has a personal commitment to the community. Limestone Drug honors prescription drug plans, including Medicare. They accept flex spending cards and fill prescriptions in minutes, not hours. Limestone Drug knows there's nothing more important than your family's well-being. So shop Limestone Drug at 200 West Market Street in Athens, your local Health Mart pharmacy. Limestone Drug, caring for you and about you. Your roof is the first line of defense for your home. Do you have water stains on your ceiling? Paint peeling off your walls? Shingles missing? It's probably time for you to get your free roof inspection. Locally owned and operated, licensed and insured, Yellowhammer Roofing is the Yellowhammer State Hometown Team. Yellowhammer Roofing, let our family protect what's most important to you, your family. 256-232-1933 or online at yellowhammerroofing.com. If your place on the water needs some attention, call BP Riverworks. Boathouses, docks, seawalls, and repairs. Call Baron Pew at 251-200-2273 or Tracer Pew at 256-206-7097. BP Riverworks. Licensed and insured, 251-200-2273 or 256-206-7097. Listen this basketball season as WKAC brings you action from the Athens High Golden Eagles. Join us for play-by-exciting play of varsity girls and boys games on our sports stream at WKAC1080.com. Tune in to WKAC and hear the replay each Saturday at noon, and then check it out on our website on demand. Athens High Golden Eagles basketball this season online at WKAC1080.com and on the air at 1080 WKAC. Welcome back to the Best of Tailgate Talk on 1080 WKAC. This guest right here is special. Yeah, he is. Todd, I'm going to give you the honor, well, buddy. Introduce first, him. Well, first of all, Roll Tide. Yeah, you just want me to say his name. Screw it up. Coach. No, no. I want you to say Roll Tide. What we decide to say, Coach, is it Tessario? Tessarero. Coach Tessarero. There we go, <laughs> there we go Coach. Um, coming out of the gate, man, uh, against uh, Central Oklahoma, you were probably wondering what... <laughs> What kind of team you might have, or is Central Oklahoma just that good? Uh, Central Oklahoma, you know, they are, uh, you know, ranked number five in the nation. Oh, well, there we they, go. Uh, they've been uh, going to the tournament every year, and they're in the Final Four. They okay. are a heck of a hockey team. And um, when you have, uh, you know, nine true freshmen, not out of juniors, oh, it's wow. a wake-up a call. Uh, you know, it's an experience yep. right there. Yeah. 
Well, I think y'all got outscored something like two to twenty-four in the two games y'all played. So that was definitely a wake-up call. Wow, we scored two. I thought we only scored one. I I think y'all had. Yeah, that's what I think I looked up. But either way, it was ugly. But the last two nights, man, that's awesome. Yeah. First of all, when when are we gonna get some ice there on campus? You know, baby, can't uh, can't you you convince them to put ice in Foster? Man, that'd be awesome. I mean, <laughs> well, there's that. I mean, there's a couple different places that you can put it. I know they just did the renovation of the basketball facility. Um, you know, that would have been a perfect opportunity to maybe put some compressors in where you can just put the court on yeah. top. Hey, like yeah. we do up we here in Huntsville. There. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's trending in the right direction. We have a build a rink on campus foundation going on. Um, okay. There's a lot cool. of support around it. And, uh, you know, hopefully it happens in a few years. I know Georgia's building a rink on campus. Okay. And, you know, if you got other SEC, SEC teams doing it, I don't want to be the last one doing it. Right. Well, yes. and, and there's no reason why the University of Alabama should be the last one to do it. It's not like we don't have a couple of dollars laying around. I put, mean, there's a couple you know, when you make a bowl game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, so. But I know Auburn's also in the process of possibly building a rink on campus. So, I mean, there, there's options there. Um, we just got to find the right people to, uh, you know, kind of make the, get the ball rolling pretty much. Yeah. So explain to the folks, including myself, the, you, know, you know, so obviously Alabama's a D1 school, but you're in the American Collegiate Hockey Association, which is it governed by the NCAA? I mean, how does that work? So it's not governed by the NCAA. This is considered so. a club, club hockey. Well, I thought yeah. it was club. So. Yeah, this is, this is club hockey, but it's the highest level of club hockey right. that you can play in the country. So with that so, said, are y'all do y'all have any scholarships available, whether they're even partial or not, to give to any of these kids? Uh no, not for myself. No, I mean, no. uh, you know, one of the biggest things I focus on for the kids is, you know, the price of tuition is, you know, pretty high for Alabama. It's a prestigious school. Um, you know, if you go to class, get good grades, you know, get on the dean's list, maybe we can get some scholarship money that way for yourself. Okay. You know, I kind of pride myself on uh, these kids are here for school as well as hockey. Um, and, you know, there is a life after hockey for a lot of these guys, right? Not a lot of them, a lot of them are going to go play pro hockey or anything like that. Right. It's more, you know, I got a lot of engineers. Uh, I had criminal justice. I have kinesiology. And, you know, I try to help them focus on, uh, you know, their craft. Yeah. So when they're uh, said and done here, enjoying their four to five years at Alabama, they're set up for the world and the yeah. future. Well, and good for you for being able to do that and help them with that because obviously, you know, with any athlete, you're there to get an education. But, you know, how cool yeah. would it be able to say that, you you know, you graduated from the University of Alabama, you played three or four years of hockey at that level. You know, not everybody can play at that level. I mean, you know. No, exactly. People say it's club, but it's not like it's, you know, some guys just getting on some back ice in their pond <laughs> and just going out there right, and hit yeah. with a stick. This is high-level hockey, but, you know. No, it's, like, it's the highest level we could find, especially here in the state of Alabama, right? It's not the most, you know, well-known sport around here, but it's slowly growing, especially in the south with the National Predators, the Tampa Bay Lightning doing well. We're getting more kids coming through the program. More kids are more interested in hockey, especially at the Pelham Civic Complex. It's, uh, you know, the teams in the South, when they do well, we seem to get more traction with hockey. Yeah. and never know what the future holds. So so you play games in Pelham, Birmingham. Are, how often are y'all able to practice during the season? I mean, do y'all go there every day and practice? I mean, that's, you know, was oh, what, so an hour-plus drive, I guess, around the hour? Yeah, it's about 45 minutes. Okay. I try and give it on the light side, depending on traffic. Um, we practice Tuesdays and Thursday nights. You know, obviously, they're able to go to class. We practice 9.15 at night, 9.15 to about 10.30, 11 o'clock. Okay. And these kids, you know, I know I'm asking a lot of them to come down late at night, things like that. 
but uh, they come to practice every day and we're, and we're there to work. You know, there's no time off. We only have 90 minutes on the ice, give or take, and we can't waste a minute of it. I'm sure, so, I'm sure. you know, when we do drills, water, you know, as I'm explaining a drill on the board, they're bringing the water over there. They're getting hydrated. We're getting right to the next drill. Yeah. Well, I mean, hockey players are just – y'all are a different breed of athlete. I mean, you played, and you played at a very high level. And, I mean, I always admired you, like, you know, back in your SPHL days. It wasn't like yeah. y'all were making, you know, millions of dollars. <laughs> you were not. No. <laughs> and But you no. love the game so much, you're willing to put your body through all of that, you know. And, and with you being, I won't say an enforcer, but you like to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> you probably play, yeah. probably play banged up quite a bit from night to night. But you love the game. And, and – Hockey, like I say, they're, just, they're a lot like wrestlers. I don't know. Y'all are just different breeds of athletes. The way you you think and and the love for the game just takes over all the other stuff. It's just amazing to me. I don't know. Well, I mean, when you play something your whole life, like I, I was playing for probably 15, 20 years, and then, you know, you get the opportunity to do it and make a little bit of money on the side. You know, the money didn't matter to me. It was the fact that I was able to do what I did as a child and excel at my craft, that's what I could put it, become obsessed with it to give me an opportunity to play at a higher level. Well, and you did that. Um, Tim had mentioned in the, um, before the show started that you actually spent a little bit of time here with us at the Huntsville Havoc. Um, yep. Obviously, um, I think it was only like 17 games from what I believe. I yeah, I got traded there. Okay, I wondered if it was a trade. I didn't know how um, – and you were in Pensacola with the Ice Flyers at the time. Yep. So they probably kind of sucked, I guess, <laughs> leaving that weather to come up here. I mean, obviously we don't have terrible weather, but it's not Pensacola weather. <laughs> no, I mean, um, you know, I love Pensacola. Pensacola is my home. I met my oh, wife there. Okay. Um, couldn't ask for anything. I mean, I'm from Colorado, but, right. you know, meeting my wife there, I consider that my second home. Um, it was tough. I mean, I was in uh, Pensacola for a year straight, probably a year and a half before I got traded to Huntsville. Yeah. And plus, and, y'all were having uh, a good season at the time, were you not? Yeah, we were doing pretty well. They yeah. ended up winning the championship that year. That's what I thought. So, and then you uh, come to Huntsville, and yeah. we were not having a good season. <laughs> we uh, we <laughs> lost to them. We lost in the first round of playoffs oh, when I was in Huntsville. So, and I couldn't even play. I got a concussion. I got a concussion last game of the year against Fayetteville. Oh, so you didn't play well. playoff games. So you didn't even get to get back so, on the ice to replay any uh, to repay any of the guys that might have lit you up in practice. Well, I would have <laughs> loved to be on the ice in I'm that sure. game. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, I mean. You're a family when you're on a team, but you know you remember some things that happen. <laughs> so I would have loved to uh, would have loved to be there for that. Oh, but uh, no, I mean it is what it is. I came to Huntsville off of a trade, literally drove in, stayed the night, and I was on a bus to Louisiana to play the Ice Gators the next night. Wow. And uh, that was my wow. first time being traded. Um, you know, it's it's part of the business. You know, it's it's not just for fun at that point. It's a life, yeah. and you got to do what you have to to uh, make it work. Still got to make uh, it feel yeah, funny though, right? Like. Like, like, man, what was I yeah. doing wrong? And obviously, you probably weren't. They just, you know, needed to make a move. But, but yeah. no, and I mean, me and the coach that traded me are still good friends. Like, we oh, talk okay. to this day. And, um, you know, there, there's no bad blood between us. It's part of the business. Uh, obviously, he made the trade to bring somebody in that helped them win a championship. Okay. Can I be mad about that? Can I fault yeah. him? No. I well, mean, it, um, you're looking how to benefit your team as best you can with the salary cap and everything. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I was one of the players that had to be moved. Yeah. Well, getting back to Alabama hockey, you got—I mean, you've got like Illinois, you've got Oklahoma, um, some smaller schools on the schedule. Is you know, y'all probably aren't traveling first class, I'm guessing. Um, how do you, you know? Say when you do have to go to those places, is it is it bus? Are y'all able to fly? It's bus. Oh, geez. Uh, I mean, we're gonna fly to Chicago okay. for the showcase. Um, 
you know, for that, that's right before Thanksgiving, and I know the kids have a little bit of a break. So um, we're going to fly to Chicago, play the three games up there against uh, Illinois State, Northern Illinois, and Rhode Island. Okay. And uh, we're right in Midway. It's a lot easier for these guys to get home. Not not a lot of them are from Alabama area. Right. You know, I got guys from Pennsylvania, Boston. I got California. Uh, so instead of flying out of Birmingham, it's a lot easier for them in Midway to branch out and get home for that, uh, you know, five or six days to spend time with their family. Yeah. Well, how do you, with, with, with no scholarship to offer, how are you convincing some of these kids that do live, you know, several miles away? To, you know, like, how do you sell them on Maine University of Alabama hockey is where you need to be? That's got to be a tough sale. Probably the girls. It's, uh, oh, you know, helps. I compete with a lot of a lot of the smaller schools, like Ohio University, Adrian, Minot, uh, Liberty University over in Virginia. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that degree, you know, from Alabama, I know the money that goes into it, but it's going to pay it forward when you're done. Yeah. You know, it uh, it carries a lot of weight. That cursive A, when you go into a job interview, everyone knows it's a prestigious yeah. university, like I said, and it's going to help you in the future of what you're trying to do with your life. Yeah, that's true, without a doubt, without a doubt. So tell me this, Coach. I mean, is the Alabama-Auburn forward slash frozen Iron Bowl rivalry as big in the hockey as it is, say, on the gridiron? You know, I um, our, our AAU team played them this year. Yes. We didn't get to play them. Normally okay. when I play them, um, you know, we have uh, half the rink full. You know, we do a really good promotion night, get everybody there, and uh, it's it's intense out there. You know, a lot of people come to see that SEC rivalry, especially the Auburn game. Um, but this year we're not playing them. I wish we were because I just know the crowd, the energy that it brings in. It's fantastic. But, you know, it's not as big as the football game when it comes to attendance, but the same fire and passion goes into football, goes into hockey, goes into baseball. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, best recollection, I, y'all don't have any ACC teams on the schedule this year. Or am I, did I miss somebody? No. So um, most of the ACHA is not in the South. Okay. Right? So, I mean, our closest trip our closest trip is Oklahoma. Jeez. Wow. So, I mean, our, our AAU team and our CHF Division Three team, they'll play Georgia. They'll play Ole Miss. Uh, they'll play um, South Carolina, uh, things like that. So, I mean, they, they have a little bit of a closer travel schedule. I believe our D1 AAU team is up in Huntsville right now playing UAH's team. Yeah, okay. They played and them well, last night. Yeah. So, yeah, And that's what I was going to ask you about also, you know, with UAH just being up the road. Have y'all ever had conversations with them about a possible series? I mean, um, for our Division One AAU team or D3 team, it's great. Um, actually, one of my players that uh, couldn't find a job is playing on UAH. He's oh. back playing again. Okay. So yeah. he, uh, I don't know how the game went last night. I know it was tied 2-2 going into the third. I think so. UAH won. <laughs> I think it was a close one. Now, t- uh, Coach, you're, yeah. you're talking different divisions there in the college. Yeah, I was going to ask three, that. There's three, I think. Three divisions in the we college. three okay. teams. Explain we that three for teams. us. Okay. So, yeah, so obviously, you know, when I first took over the job, you know, there was Kyle Richards coaching the ACHA team. We had an ACHA Division Three team. We had over 80 kids at tryouts. And you're only, wow. you know, you can take as many kids as you'd like. But, you know, for me, for practice six, I don't need 40, 50 guys on no, the ice. Right. Right. I, like, I like to take 27, 28 max, so I'm only sitting a couple guys a night. Um, same with the, uh, you know, the, the Division One team at the time. Well, the next year we had 110 kids come to tryouts. Wow. So these kids are coming from all walks of life, and it's like, you know, we need to give these kids an opportunity rather than playing on men's league hockey in Pelham. Why yeah. don't we try and, you know, 
expand our hockey. So we ended up doing that, and um, you know we have our ACHA Division One team, so it's the top uh, club hockey. You have our D Division One AAU; it's a brand new league coming in, and then we have our College Hockey Federation CHF Division Three team, and there's possibility of a women's team joining oh, as well. Wow, cool! Now, okay. now, now, on all these levels, do these kids have to take at least a minimum amount of hours at the university, or or do, they, or do you have to be a student to play in any and all of these leagues? All, you have to be a student. Years. You have to take uh, 12 credits. 12 credits. Okay, there we go. Okay. So 12, cre- 12 credits. I don't know about the other divisions, but for myself, you know, I do grade checks, a GPA check to make sure we're all passing classes. Okay. Um, for the league, it's 2.3. Uh, I ask for 2.5, 2.7 at least in order to play. Because like I said earlier, you know, we're here for school. We're yeah. here to play hockey as well. It's a good thing that we're here to do that. But uh, there's a lot of money going into your tuition, investing in your future. We got to make sure we pass the classes. So you get these 120 kids in. They audition. They're they're trying out. Uh, so the best, the best uh, 25 or so you get, the next level goes down, and that's on that team. Is that how that works? And uh, to an extent, I mean, it just depends on what works with their schedule. There's a lot of guys that are here for school. Like I know uh, one kid on my team is a dual major. And he has mm-hmm. trouble making Tuesday practices, and he's a senior. Wow. Yeah. You know, he's got his lectures, and he's a senior. It is what it is. I can't really work with his schedule. I have to work with his schedule. Yeah. All right. Because he can't miss those classes. But, you know, he'll show up for practice. We're on the ice at 9.15. He'll be there at 8.45, 9 o'clock. Can I fault the kid because he's trying to, you know, better his life? No. He gets to, he comes to the rink, he goes to work, and he goes home and does the same thing on yeah. Thursdays. That boy, so that, that, puts, that just puts everything. I mean, you, your staff – the kids and i'm not i'm not saying this kid's situation in particular i'm just saying in general not having scholarship kids and, and it being treated you know like a division one you know sport man y'all just yeah. got a lot of obstacles in the way there's uh there's always a hurdle and you know what we're always jumping it and like you said staff uh you know for myself it's just me i'm your uh i thought you had president, one coach wow. equipment manager <laughs> assistant coach Bless you. Oh, wow. i'm all the above oh, i mean uh, wow. when we went to old miss my first year um, we had a kid dislocate his shoulder, mm. had a kid break his ribs. Ow, uh, so I'm wrapping a kid's ribs, going over the insurance with the trainer and giving my, you know, in-between period speech to get ready for the next period. Unbelievable. All, all wow. in a matter of 20 minutes. We ended up winning that game, 2-1. Did, one, so. did, Sweet. Did you know what you were walking into when you said, yes, I want to coach this team? <laughs> I mean, you know, it, <laughs> there's, uh, there's a little bit more than I thought, but at the same time, um, you know, the kids also help out as well. You know, they're very uh, coachable kids. And uh, they're willing to help out when they can. Back with more of our Tailgate Talk conversation after this. Sparkling internet, oh so bright. Gigabit speed spread pure delight. Stream and play without delay with a fiber connection faster than Santa's sleigh. Get ready to be gigging around the Christmas tree with internet from Ardmore Telephone Company. Join the holiday cheer and call 800-830-9946 to upgrade today. ATC is an equal opportunity employer and provider. When things go wrong, State Farm is here to help life go right. And Agent Michael Howell is the one who can help get things back on track. See Michael for your auto, home, life, health, property, and business insurance and be ready for those unexpected twists that life throws at you. Ask about banking and annuities, too. Call State Farm Agent Michael Howell at 232-5400. Visit him online at michaelhowell.net or go see him at 903 South Clinton Street in Athens. State Farm Agent Michael Howell. There when things 
things go wrong, here to help life go right. From day one, First National Bank has been built on a strong foundation of community first. First to lend a helping hand, first to help with community events and fundraisers, first to support local students, athletic programs, and civic organizations, first to support events like United Way, Relay for Life, and many more charitable events, and most importantly, working for our great community. Without you, there'd be no First National Bank. Making communities great together, that's what we strive for. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Local People's Gas Company in Athens and Ferguson and LP Gas Company in Ardmore would like to wish all their customers a happy holiday season and thank you for your support this year. Remember, with Local People's Gas and Ferguson LP Gas, you always get the most value for your dollar, professional gas personnel who make safety a high priority, and you can always get in touch with them any day of the year at any time. Call Local People's Gas Company at 230-3600 or Ferguson LP Gas at 423-3320. Be listening for Limestone County Area High School basketball this season from Play Action Sports. Hear coverage of girls and boys action from ABS, Ardmore, Clements, East Limestone, Elkmont, James Clemens, Lindsey Lane, Tanner, and West Limestone online at pasnetwork.net on your Amazon Echo device or on your Play Action Sports app. Afterwards, you can download each game from the archives or stream it on demand. While you're there, check out our schedule of upcoming games. Limestone County Area High School basketball from Play Action Sports. We continue with our conversation on the best of tailgate talk on 1080 WKAC. I, I hear some kids are, are, are looking for a place to play. Somewhere up north, they've all got glasses. I think their last name's Hanson. Brothers. I mean, Hanson <laughs> Brothers. Yeah, you're yeah, I, yeah, I heard a little bit about them. Yeah, you know, if you're familiar with them, they, they probably would play they pretty play well. They play an old school style of hockey that yeah. I wouldn't mind to bring back. They, old they'd school probably hockey. Fit, yeah, they'd probably fit in. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. They fit down here perfectly. Yeah, They're already missing yeah. wearing glasses. They'd be yeah. great. Um, hey, Y'all don't have uh, tinfoil there in the in uh, the in the training room, do you? Oh man, I can go buy some for uh, sure. Putting, if we bring a putting on the caliber. foil, man. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I know you didn't spend much time in hospital, but did you ever come across uh, John Gibson by chance? I know he wasn't with the Havoc at the time in coaching or any other position, but he might have been around the team. Or Phil Daigle, uh, either one of those two guys. I mean, uh, I don't know the name off the top of my head, okay. but, uh, you okay. know, when I was there, like, Stu Stefan, who's the new yeah. head coach, yeah. Yeah. he yeah. was my D partner. Okay. Um, you know, I played against Ty uh, towards the end of my career when he was on Huntsville, okay. um, the new assistant coach. So, I mean, um, they're doing me. some good up there. I, yeah. I had a great time playing up there. You know, uh, Huntsville is a fantastic town. Um, you know, especially for a guy like me from Boulder, Colorado, coming down south to being able to experience things like that. It's uh, it's an eye-opening experience, and oh, it's uh, couldn't ask for anything else. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you what your impression or what what your pre-impression was of hockey in the South. Yeah, so when I was playing in Denver, you know, after I finished playing college, um, you know, played two years for the Denver Cutthroats in the Central Hockey League where I'm from. Now that's so a name right there, like brother. Like yeah. Denver Cutthroats. Yeah. yeah, buddy. So, yeah, no, I enjoyed my time there. We ended up losing in the finals and the oh. team folded. Oh, wow. And, uh, wow. Yeah, so I needed to find a job. I was either going to go to uh, Kansas City to the Mavericks, but, uh, you know, Pensacola offered me a job. And I didn't know what to expect down here. I had to look up what Pen- where Pensacola was. I didn't even know. Well, they the and, ice you know, pilots I looked in? It up. Uh, they were the ice flyers. Yeah, not ice, the ice flyers. Pilots. Okay, so I'm yeah. dating. I'm dating myself. Sorry. No, it's all right. Um, Go ahead. But uh, no, I didn't know what the South entailed, so I had to look it up on uh, Google. 
back when I was still using MapQuest to get down here because I didn't even have an iPhone at the time. Oh, wow. So, but uh, I thought it was going to be fountains, you know. Uh, no, you no. Know, trees. Yeah, I, I found out differently. That's I Fort Lauderdale. Like, yeah, about it. Yeah, we didn't know if it was going to be Dukes of Hazard or anything nah. like that. But, um, <laughs> say it's closer to Dukes oh, of Hazard yeah, than it would be to Fountains. Just a tad. I mean, it's, uh, I didn't have a truck at the time, you know, looking at looking at more <laughs> trucks. But, no, I, uh, the people down here are fantastic. Oh, the, you know, I can't ask for nicer people. You know, it's, uh, it's not as fast-paced as where I was. But, uh, you know, everyone's nice. You know, I found uh, my faith a little bit more when I moved down here. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't ask for anything more. Narrow minds on the narrow way, brother. Yep, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Listen, before, and then, no, before we leave Pensacola, the you can't leave Pensacola without talking about the Skeeters. No. I ain't, I'm a tire man, right? So water gets in tires. <laughs> And skeeters yeah. love tires and water, and the, they'll you, they'll hum. You come up to roll a roll a truck tire around, you hear a bunch of humming. You, <laughs> you, you better know. bring the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the skeeter repellent. I'll put it that way. That's what I mean. You need something. I've never bought a tiki torch so fast in my life. <laughs> <laughs> coming down here, Citronella, brothers, my friend. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, now, but you, uh, no, you say you y- y'all practice it. At the Pelham Ice Plex, do you bump heads yeah. with the Bulls much during the season? Uh, not much. I mean, uh, I'm good friends with Craig Simchuk. I played with him, played against oh, him cool. for years. And, um, you know, I go over there. I bounce ideas. You know, I talk to a lot of the guys. I know a lot of the players. You know, I've offered for their players before their season. Obviously, game's going on now. But, you know, if you need a little bit of extra ice, it only helps my players in the long run. Yeah. You know, they get to learn something new. You know, maybe there's some guys that are interested in coaching. Why don't you come on out, put your gear on. You know, grab some guys to the side, start working with them. Uh, you know, individually. Yeah. But um, the only the only hiccup we have is going to be next week the home opener. Actually, so the Bulls are going to be playing on the main sheet while I'm on the practice sheet playing uh, University oh. of Illinois, and then we have our Division One AAU team playing after me at ten o'clock. We have three hockey games from uh, you know, yeah, seven to midnight. It's going to be it's going to be a real busy night. So, is there any stands in the on the on the practice ice? Like, is there any there place are. I mean, it's, to see it? it's not as big. It's okay. not as big as the main sheet. But um, to be honest, um, you know, we're going to battle fans with, which I completely understand. It's a team that lost in the finals last year. Yeah. So everyone wants to come watch them play. Yeah. But um, the practice rink, you can have 50 people in there. It's going to look packed, and it's going to be loud. <laughs> It'd be loud. Yeah. 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 They got the real glass on the practice side, not the plexiglass. Sweet. It's uh, extra hard. Talking about it. Yeah, buddy. Wow, so, old school. Yeah, wow. Yeah, old, very old yeah, school. I mean, I've broken a couple panels there to shoot the pucks. <laughs> well, I'm at, sure, uh, just pop in the know. right place. That's yeah. Oh, it's wow. uh, I I I love that atmosphere and that smaller rink just for what we need and yeah. maybe you know for our team to maybe get that jump start. Obviously, two wins this weekend is yeah. a step in the right direction. Yeah. But um, well, it, you know, rink like that. Yeah, and I'm sure your office is probably three or four doors down from Coach Saban's. You can just go down and talk <laughs> yeah. to him, have him come in and give the team a, a rally, you know, top, and y'all will be yeah, set, man. I mean, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, his son-in-law used to play on the team back in the day. Oh, cool. So he was there. We had alumni weekend uh, this this past weekend. So last night where all the alumni were on the ice, and I got to talk to him a little bit. And, uh, you know, he was just more than happy to come and, uh, you know, watch a hockey game. And, I, you know, we made sure to honor the alum. We're auctioning off a boat that says Roll Tide all over nice. it. So uh, we're doing what we can to help our team. Yeah. 
Well, that's ironic as heck that Coach Saban's son-in-law is a former hockey player. Because right? if you're going <laughs> to yeah. marry Coach Saban's daughter, you better be tough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. You better be willing to th- he's, he's probably able to take it. Yeah. Better be willing to throw some hands yeah. if necessary. Absolutely. That's <laughs> awesome. But no, they're going to have a heck of a football game today against Arkansas. Um, you know, they're getting back on the right track from what it's looking like, and uh, we're going to follow suit. Yep, there we go, man. Love Absolutely. to hear. Oh, and by the way, UAH did win the game last night in overtime, three did, to two. Okay. Did they really? Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. So, I mean, that's always been a battle in the past. Um, you know, it's good to see, uh, you know, a lot of competition rising in the state of Alabama. Yeah. But, Coach, this is your first time to join the show, and you, this cannot be the last. Tim, I'm, I'm putting this on you, producer extraordinaire. <laughs> well, we, we, this has been an excellent conversation. I, yeah, we've got to yeah. bring you back on here. I'm an Auburn fan. Heck, I, I don't care. I love the I love the camaraderie between now that's not me 20 years ago 20 years ago i was a turd but uh well i still am <laughs> well, todd, todd still is i wrote tide all the way <laughs> far on them more eagles tom knows i'm kidding yeah i know he's okay well to make you guys both happy i believe uh last weekend our aau team split the weekend with auburn they did i yeah, saw well, that they both they both won and i heard they were very tight competitive games one goal so, you know, auburn won by one goal uh alabama won by one goal so that's right i think it was six five both nights six but, five uh, and five four i think more. yeah yeah oh very entertaining games gotta yeah. be i mean that's that's what it's all about i uh-huh. mean those are the games i enjoy coaching in those one goal games especially last night you know uh giving up a goal with a minute left in the game for them to tie it and then uh you know just moving players around it's a chess match yeah you're trying to beat what they're, what, what, what they're putting out there you're playing chess not checkers yeah. and uh you know we ended up getting the dub last night uh michael kramer actually from huntsville alabama oh. ended up scoring the game winner nice. nice and you know growing up in the south man hockey something that i never never no we didn't have thought, that back then. we didn't have it you know back we had a roller skating right after no. friday and saturday night but, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. but, didn't have hockey. but uh, after you start going to the games and i and i tell everybody man hockey's the it's a game you need to go experience in person man what y'all can do on the ice is just unbelievable. The hand-eye coordination, and mm-hmm. you're doing it while you're skating. Backwards. And getting poked and prodded and busted, and it's just amazing. To me, uh, you know, I used to say basketball players were the best athletes, but I put hockey right up there with, with any of it because, like, again, you're doing it on ice, and it's just – I mean, you have guys almost the size of basketball players yes. playing the game of hockey. And, and they're doing it on a piece of steel the size of your pinky straight yes. out. I yep. mean, it's so it's, uh, you know, edge work and everything, ankles. These big guys can move now. Yeah. You know, and the it's speed not like of the game, like a, even at Charles level, thing. the speed is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, compared to, you know, hockey in the 80s and things like that, the game now, you don't have to be the biggest, baddest guy on the ice. No. So, you know, I took a little bit of a smaller team working on speed and things like that. Because, you know, the game's always evolving. It's always changing. I'm still a student of the game. I'll always be, even as a coach. Yeah. That is, but, um, no, go ahead, Coach. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's uh, you're always learning as you go. And how the game is now, um, you know, I, I want smaller, faster guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's how you hit the holes a little bit quicker. It's, um, exactly. it, I mean, if you can't catch them, you can't, exciting. you know. Yeah. Right. Now, that exactly. reminds you me can't of, hook them like you used to yeah, back in the exactly. day. Yeah, that's right. That reminds me of a so, kid that uh, I've, I've heard about coming, coming out of uh, – High school here. His older brother played minor league hockey. Looked a lot like Patrick Swayze. His kid named oh. Dean Youngblood, I believe. 
<laughs> looked a lot like Rob Lowe. I yeah. don't know. I mean, he, uh, they just never could catch him, you know. So, but he had to deal with this oh, guy yeah. named Racky. But, you know, when Racky come out, and he get, finally got found him. Sorry, Coach. Yeah, I love that, hockey yeah, movies, yeah, man. Reeves in that. I hear he's a heck of a goaltender, too. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> now, we have a guy that, Tim, who is he? He was the technical advisor yeah. to these hockey movies has oh, come on the jack, show jack white jack white it yeah was, did the mighty ducks man. done the mighty, mighty ducks. ducks as well so we love we love talking hockey up here that's fantastic i mean for me my movie that i love to watch is miracle just because yeah. they taught oh, miracle. hockey players God. and taught them how to act yeah you know it, uh, it wasn't the other way around it yeah. was uh they, they taught hockey players to act and you could tell they're hockey guys from a mile away yeah, yeah. you're right and, so and it's, and uh, he certainly did his play, man yeah i mean he portrayed it to the t it was awesome great movie yeah and the so, pants I mean, that callahan with that hit i mean i've seen that uh, video thousands of times watching the game live or uh i wasn't the alive then but when yeah. you watch the replay it's uh that hit against russia that changed yeah. the entire momentum of that game and yes, i will did. never forget it that's awesome, so. Coach. Let me let me let me let me try to pronounce the last name. Field Tesserero. There it is. All Look right. Yeah, buddy. I appreciate that. I, I actually cheated. I put accents over the <laughs> head, first S and over the second R. Oh, it's all right. Tesserero. So I, I mean, back I when I was playing, they would say Phil number eleven. <laughs> I wouldn't even pronounce my last name. So there we go. So is this Italian heritage or? Yeah, Italian Irish. Um, I'm the worst. Oh God bless you, son. God bless you, man. You've got Italian and Irish. So hell, no wonder you fought on ice all the time. (laughs) What what am I trying to say? (laughs) Loved it. What's oh gee? What's what is the big Irish dish? Beef. Um, Help me, somebody. Yeah, they eat it on St. Patrick's Corned beef and hash. Corned beef, yeah. You you got to put garlic, parsley, and basil in your corned beef and hash. So. I mean that that and uh, St. Patty's Day. It wasn't about the drinking at that point. It was about some corned beef. I yes, mean, I still I do to this day. Still is in my house too. Oh, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm right. a Mick. I'm a Mick myself. Yeah. So. I don't I don't need any Jameson. I don't need any Guinness. I just need a nice hearty meal, and I'm good to go. Me some corned beef, have it, hash, taters, and carrots. My wife makes a good. Oh one. man, and can't we're, ask for much. We're both Scots Irish, so uh, we we get okay. we dig it. So yeah, yeah. Coach, thank you so much. Thank what you. what a great conversation. Uh, come back to see us and don't be a stranger. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, uh, pleasure for having me on the show. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you guys can make it down to an Alabama hockey game. Uh, we can get the word out that we do have hockey in the South and it is growing and it's only getting better as we keep moving forward. Absolutely. That is for sure, buddy. You're doing a great job of getting that out, so thank you. And maybe next time we so. won't be in the wind, so you don't hear all that wind. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. Coach, thank you so much for joining us, bud. We appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, take care and roll tight. I hear you, War Eagle. Take care. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, head coach uh, Field Tesserero of the uh, Alabama hockey team. Just wonderful. It's time to take a quick break. You're listening to Applebee's Tailgate Talking to WKAC. We'll be back with more of our Tailgate Talk conversation after this. Daily and Son Car Care is Ardmore's only one-stop auto repair and tire shop. 
Whether it's major mechanic or brake work or routine maintenance like an oil change or lube job, Daly & Son Car Care has been satisfying customers all over with their fast and friendly service. They're also your headquarters for quality Cooper tires. Stop by and see Wayne, Nikki, or Dale at 25600 Main Street in Ardmore, Tennessee, or call them at 931-427-4651. They're on Facebook, too. Daily and Sun Car Care, open Monday through Friday, 730 till 5, and Saturday, 730 till noon. P4 Physical Therapy is a new outpatient provider offering community-based care with a unique partnership model that allows them to consistently deliver world-class outpatient care, emphasizing personalized hands-on treatment. Whether it's orthopedic, physical, geriatric, or manual therapy, sports or neuro rehab, telehealth, or most any type of muscle or joint pain, P4 Physical Therapy promises to treat you with integrity, compassion, faithfulness, and selflessness. Locations in Athens, Huntsville, and Winfield, Alabama, as well as Fayetteville and Knoxville, Tennessee. Look for them on Facebook or online at P4PhysicalTherapy.com. Your roof is the first line of defense for your home. Do you have water stains on your ceiling, paint peeling off your walls, shingles missing? It's probably time for you to get your free roof inspection. Locally owned and operated, licensed and insured, Yellowhammer Roofing is the Yellowhammer State Hometown Team. Yellowhammer Roofing, let our family protect what's most important to you, your family. 256-232-1933 or online at yellowhammerroofing.com. Davis and Cole LLP in Athens has served the area assisting individuals and businesses with bookkeeping, tax preparation and filing and routine accounting. Davis and Cole LLP, located at 105 South Marion Street, open weekdays 9 to 5. Call 256-232-9994. Davis and Cole LLP. Now that you've got that new place on the water, BP Riverworks can finish the picture with a boathouse, dock, or seawall. Call Baron Pugh at 251-200-2273 or Tracer Pugh at 256-206-7097. BP Riverworks, licensed and insured, 251-200-2273 or 256-206-7097. Now on a platform near you, the only year-round weekly podcast covering the Huntsville Havoc, the Reekin' Havoc podcast. News, interviews, and more. Dropping every Thursday, we'll just reek of the Huntsville Havoc. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and listen, follow, and subscribe on your favorite platform via the PAS Plus app and online at reekinhavoc.com. You're listening to the best of Tailgate Talk on 1080 WKAC. We're being joined now by Dr. Clayton Truder. Um, we're going to talk to him today about a couple of books he's written. And um, Clayton, thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Football Saturday. Heck yeah, man. Me and Tim are Alabama fans. I grew up cheering for Alabama. I grew up in Vermont. We didn't have a real college football team that was our own. So every Saturday, my mom and I watched Alabama. I, I wrote a letter to Gene Stallings when I was 12 years old, and he wrote me back a personal letter about Jay Barker's uh, chances as a pro quarterback. So I've, Alabama's always been very near and dear to my heart. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, and Gene, Gene's, is awesome. Yeah, I started to say, he's one of those those coaches that uh, are, are really – Approachable because I mean I've had two or three interactions with him over the years and he's yeah. just been like he is like real quick story Clayton that um, we've had him on our show a couple of times and um, I do some autism advocacy and I wanted to get him to sign some footballs so I could auction them off 
and I got his phone number, and I called him, and I don't know what I was expecting. I guess a butler or somebody to answer. I don't know what. But anyway, <laughs> he answers the phone, and um, Greg's just, Greg's just signed him. You know, I've seen him, you know, return address and all that stuff. And anyway, wonderful man. But we're here to talk about you today. Um, so you hold, this is interesting, at least it is to me. So um, you hold a Ph.D. in U.S. History from Boston College. And um, are you still teaching at, at Norwich University? Yes, I teach at Norwich University, which is a uh, small military college in northern Vermont. Okay, awesome. And you teach history, is that right? Yes, I, I okay. teach U.S. history primarily to uh, to graduate students. I teach a wide range of time periods and subjects. My uh, my research tends to focus on history and its relationship to sports, as my two books have uh, gone into. Oh, that is phenomenal. My son, um, who's autistic, is, is a huge, huge history buff. That's kind of his his thing, his niche. And I was telling him about you last night, and he was like, I would probably like to meet that man. I said, yeah, <laughs> you probably would. Y'all could probably talk history all day long. Unfortunately, his dad's dumb, so... He didn't get to talk to talk to me about smart stuff like that very often. But um, before we go into your your new book, um, I want to talk about your first book, or I assume your first book, Loserville: How Professional Sports Remade Atlanta and How Atlanta Remade Professional Sports. Um, first of all, congratulations! Uh, won the twenty twenty three Bell Award for best book on Georgia history, a Sports Collectors Digest based best baseball book of 2022 and public books public pick of 2022 so that's pretty phenomenal man congratulations on that oh thank you very much it was all a big surprise and it's been a huge honor well i mean and obviously well deserved i mean the the subject matter um of it um going back to when the hawks and in the flames and and all the teams came into the south um the falcons um and then how it was structured um, you know, I never would have thought to, to delve that deep into the effects of, um, you know, how, how those sports franchises affected, um, you know, the diversity around the area. Talk about it for a little bit. Sure. The, the, the book started out, I just got curious about the history of sports franchise relocations and uh, league expansions. I mean, I'd thought about their teams moving here and there, but never really in a comprehensive manner. And um, when I was writing my dissertation in graduate school, I wanted to write broadly about the history of league expansions and franchise relocations. And my advisor wisely said, Clayton, that will take you 50 years. <laughs> Pick a particular city to focus in on and make that your topic and use it as a way to talk more broadly about the subject and Atlanta was perfect for that it's really the first true expansion city that went from zero to four teams incredibly quickly Atlanta had no pro sports franchises in 1965 by 1972 they have two brand new uh, venues Atlanta Fulton County Stadium and the Omni and teams in all four of the major leagues and it's really a story of just too much too soon. No city had really done this before, so it was really tough to know how it would turn out. But it's not like people in Atlanta weren't interested in sports already. There was obviously golf and college football and stock car racing and all kinds of other things people loved. Um, having four pro sports teams come in really, really quickly proved very difficult to digest. And it's eventually happened, but it took a lot longer than people anticipated. And many other cities that followed that same pattern, luring pro sports to town by offering public money to support them have dealt with similar situations yeah and and talk a little bit about about how like the city you know became like you know the city itself of atlanta came like a black majority and then you kind of had you know the wide exodus of, of you know folks moving out to the suburbs and how that not necessarily there was a divide there but it was obviously a different dynamic um and how those sports teams were supported 
Well, there's a lot of moving parts there. Certainly, there's the aspect of the desegregation of Atlanta. And one major factor in that is simply the migration of people from rural parts of Georgia and the southeast in, in general into the city of Atlanta. There was a significant housing crunch. There was also a tendency, particularly of the white working class of Atlanta, to leave the city as a result. I mean, certainly an ugly, ugly chapter in history. Yeah. There's also the aspect of lots of transplants moving to the southeast because Atlanta was so full of jobs all of a sudden. It was a major, made the major market in the southeast, the banking and industrial and transportation hub. So you had a lot of people moving in and moving out simultaneously in the same period. So it was a very chaotic time in Atlanta. And in some ways, pro sports, the city leaders thought would serve as this kind of source of order, this common bond everyone would have. Ivan Allen, who was the mayor of Atlanta in the for the vast majority of the 1960s, talked about sports being this axis you could build around in the city. And it didn't exactly turn out that way for a lot of reasons I go to into the book. So in many ways, there's a political story in the book, a cultural story, a social story, as well as a sports story. And I try to I try to bring them together in the narrative. Well, I mean, it's a great subject matter, without a doubt. And, you know, the way that, you know, I've never even thought about it. Right as a sports fan, you just, you know, especially being in the South at the time, I was a lot younger. But, um, you know, you're just happy to get those teams. And, and Atlanta's relatively close to us. We're about four hours away. And at the time, that those were our closest, um, you know, major franchise sports, you know, whether it be NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever, hockey and football. But, um, you know, the way that uh, teams are brought in nowadays or, or franchises nowadays, uh, they're still kind of using that same dynamic, aren't they, or structure. Very much so. There's a public financing for it, but they've gotten a lot smarter about how they do it. Back when Atlanta was getting their first stadium, Atlanta Fulton Fulton County Stadium, it was property taxes that paid for it. So grandma with her little house for property taxes went up for a ballpark. Now cities tend to use means where they get people from out of town to pay for a big portion of the stadium. It's it's, it's restaurant taxes. It's taxes on rental cars. It's taxes on hotel rooms. So it's a very good way to sell it to the public that you're taxing that you're taxing somebody who's visiting rather than taxing the people themselves certainly there's still aspects of the communities the people in the communities paying for it but at, at least in terms of marketing these these moves cities have gotten better about it and i think it's a, it's a significant improvement not having you know grandma's property taxes go up to pay for a stadium yep absolutely well um yeah, it's a wonderful read. I recommend you know folks going out there and checking it out. Um, I want to move on to your next book, uh, Boston Ball. Rick Pitino, Jim Calhoun, Gary Williams, and the Forgotten Cradle of Basketball Coaches. Now, even though we're here in the South, Tim will tell you, you know, if the other guys are here, they'll tell you, even though we're here in football country, basketball is my love. It's my – I love basketball. To me, it's, I just, it's the best sport there is. And, uh, you know, you couldn't have wrote about um, – you know, three better coaches. I mean, all of them in the Hall of Fame um, came through, um, you know, smaller schools there around the Boston area. And, um, you know, still, you know, you got Rick Patino still out there and doing it. Um, you know, talk, talk talk about, talk about, well, first, first, what intrigued you about even wanting to write about these guys and, and about this whole um, Boston trio? If I hadn't gone to graduate school in Boston, I would have never thought of the book. 
in the wintertime when I had time, I would go to all the different colleges there, their college games, whether it was Harvard or BC or BU or Northeastern. And by, by going to all these games, you know, se- several games at each school each winter, it occurred to me that at roughly the same time period in the early 1980s, you had coaches with Jim Calhoun at Northeastern, Rick Pitino at BU, and Gary Williams at Boston College, who all were beginning their career in Boston at roughly the same time, and they all ended up in the Hall of Fame. When the pandemic got going and I was kind of sitting around looking for something to do, I I started working on this project, realizing it's sort of an origin story for modern college basketball, both in terms of these three Hall of Fame coaches who win six six national titles. They go to the Final Four 14 times collectively. They win like 2,400 collective games. There's that aspect. But also stylistically, much of what happened in college basketball in the last 30 or 35 years is a product of what those guys started to put in place in Boston at the same time. Time. None of these schools were able to recruit the big men that dominated college basketball in the 70s and into the early 80s. It became increasingly the land of Bob Lanier and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton and guys like that who dominated college basketball. BC and BU and Northeastern weren't going to be able to recruit these guys. To be competitive in any national sense, they needed to find a new way to play. And all three of these teams played a very up-tempo style, um, crashing the boards, up-tempo um, up-tempo offense, uh, fast-breaking, pressure defense. And by taking this new approach, which all of these coaches adapted at at their next, uh, at their future jobs, whether it's Calhoun at UConn or Gary Williams at Maryland or Rick Pitino at the half a dozen places he coached at, it ended up shaping the style of modern college basketball. And you look at the coaching trees all three of these guys develop, it's not just them and their success, but it ends up in many ways changing the tactical approach of college basketball in the late 20th and early 20th. 21st century. You know, that's a great point. You know, I've never even thought about that. But those, yeah, they were they were right there at the forefront of revolutionizing the way the game was played. Because now, you know, if you do recruit a seven footer, it's not because you want them in the post. They're they're out there shooting threes or bringing the ball up the court. You know, the game has changed so much. But but the way, like I I, I got to see Patino and some of those Providence teams play in person and was always, you know, you looked out there and you were like, wow, man, these guys aren't freakish athletes. Or, you know, they really weren't. But the way he coached them and the way that the game was structured, that they, the way they coached it, man, it was just so much fun to watch. And they were really successful, all three of them. But um, I always follow Patino. I don't know why. I just was um, enamored with him for whatever reason. He just, like you said, he was successful everywhere he went and brought that same system everywhere he went. Yeah, and at Providence, he's just about the earliest adopter of the three-pointer because it's the 86-87 season that comes in, which is his, um, his, his second year at Providence. And they um, he, he teaches Billy Donovan and Floyd Lewis and all those guys, you got, you got to be working on the three-pointer. So they, got, they, got, they had to run laps in practice if they didn't shoot three-pointers in the preseason that year. And they ended up being the best three-point shooting team in the country and able to overcome teams that clearly had a lot more talent than them, particularly within the Big East. So Patino's always been very willing to adapt to the circumstances of his time. I think another thing of interest is these three guys coaching in the 1980s. This is an era of remarkable transition in college basketball with the conference shifting, just as dramatic as we're seeing now happening in that time period. The growth of the tournament to a 64-team yeah. um, uh, bracket as opposed to it being as few as 25-team uh, tournament back in, the, back in the mid-70s. The adoption of the three-pointer, the adoption of the shot clock, 
this is a game very much in transition. These guys are adapting on the fly to what's happening around them. We'll be back with more of our Tailgate Talk conversation after this. While others have come and gone, the Lion's Den Gym has been roaring as a workout and exercise fixture in Athens, growing from its humble basement beginnings in 1981 to their current 10,000-square-foot location at 212 Commercial Drive in Athens. The Lion's Den offers 24-7 access to their ever-expanding equipment collection that includes treadmills and climbers, elliptical trainers, stationary bikes, loose weights and dumbbells, and over 45 different weight machines. Contact the Lion's Den Gym about a membership today at 256-652-2627. Visit them online at lionsdengym.com or on Facebook, The Lion's Den Gym, 256-652-2627. Bring a little caffeination inspiration to your next event with Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens. Turn up the heat in these cooler months with their signature products, including a full coffee menu, white chocolate mocha, lattes, frappes, energy drinks, lemonades, and teas. Travelin' Tom serves events of any size, concerts, neighborhood block parties, high school football games, you name it. Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens is sure to make any event a little sweeter. Visit Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens on Facebook or call them at 434-1734. Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens. For screen printing, sign printing, banners, logo design, and more, look no further than that shirt printing place. Located at 709 North Jefferson Street in Athens. Call 256-444-1827. That Shirt Printing Place. Visit them online at thatshirtprintingplacellc.com. Look for them on Facebook too. That Shirt Printing Place. 256-444-1927. That Shirt Printing Place. The Bamazak Memorial Scholarship has been set up to honor the legacy of Bamazak Green, a huge fan of the Crimson Tide, along with Limestone County Sports. The scholarship will go each year to a male and female athlete from Limestone County. Checks should be made out to Bamazak Memorial Scholarship and can be sent in care of Garth Garris, 13833 Pinnacle Drive, Athens, Alabama, 35613. Donations can also be made in person at First State Bank of the South at 1319 Highway 72 East in Athens. Thank you for showing your support for local athletes by giving to the Bamazak Memorial Scholarship. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the AHSAA, are the 138,000 high school sports students in Alabama. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. Come see all your friends at Applebee's in Athens. 12 minutes guaranteed or it's free Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Seven items to choose from. Can't make it for lunch? Visit them for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. or late night. Half-price appetizers with beverage purchase. Six appetizers to choose from. Call 233-4430 or order online at Applebee's.com and pick your meal up with Carside to Go. Applebee's Neighborhood Grill, Highway 72 in Athens, just off I-65. Eating good in the neighborhood. Keep up with local school, travel, youth, and amateur sports throughout the week with the Play Action Sports Update. 
Listen weekday mornings at 7.30 and weekday afternoons at 1.30 and 3.30 as we bring you the latest scores, news, and announcements from Limestone County and surrounding communities. That's the Play Action Sports Update three times a day, Monday through Friday on 1080 WKAC. We continue with our conversation on the best of tailgate talk on 1080 WKAC. You know, I haven't really thought about that. Yeah, the shot clock and then the three-pointer all coming together um, around there in the late 80s. Uh, when we played ball, we didn't have any of that in high school. Um, it came out after I graduated. Um, and it was, you know, it took a while for a lot of coaches to adapt, especially to the three. They had to adapt to the shot clock. They had no choice. But for the three-pointer, um, a lot of coaches still, they did not want to want to do that and go down that road. And I can remember some of those uh, Providence teams. Like you said, yeah, they, they were they were able to shoot. I saw Billy Dunman play two or three times in college. And, um, I mean, he was, a, he was a good shooter himself. But that whole team could shoot. I, and I loved all three of their coaching styles. Um, they're all different. Like Gary Williams always, you know, fire, right, man? Just like old school, you know, not in your face, but you know what I mean? Just like, you know, he'd get on them when they needed to get on them or whatever. Jim Cahoon, kind of the same way. Um, have you met any of these guys? Were you able to interview any of them um, for the book? I interviewed two of the three. I wasn't able to interview Patino. I think, for one thing, he got a little leery of the press as a result of some of the yeah. you know various things that have happened in recent years with him. And also, he was you know in the process of getting that St. John's book, St. John's job when I'm when I'm writing the book. Okay. I had a great conversation with Jim Calhoun. We chatted for two hours. Within wow. five minutes of talking to him, it was like I was sitting with an old buddy at the VFW just having a beer or something. Just a great guy to talk to. And Gary Williams is great to talk to too. I mean, he's a little—he's an intense guy, very much so. But he—but he loosened up, and we, we chatted for like an hour. And he was incredibly helpful um, talking to him too, and was a, and is a is a great guy as well. That's Love awesome. to talk to Patino eventually, though. But uh. yeah, I hope you get that opportunity, and then and maybe he'll you know get wind of the book and read it and and, and see you know the fair shake that he was given, and, and be more willing to maybe sit down with you in the future. And, and maybe do some follow-up. I can see where, you know, Jim Calhoun would always kind of give you that vibe, right, when you see him interviewed on TV. He just seems like like this, you know, regular old guy and, you know, just happens to be a wonderful, you know, what he does type kind of guy. But um, talk about just, you know, what you, you said you did talk to Coach Williams. Um, what were some of his thoughts on, you know, I'm trying to think back in the day, you know, of course, you know, you had North Carolina and NC State and all those good teams in ACC. Um, you know, there was a lot of talent in that league. Did he ever feel like that he maybe had let a few wins get out of the way or championships that he could have possibly won slip through his fingers, or did he ever go down that road? You know, I, I, sort, I sort of think Gary Williams did as well as he possibly could at Maryland, in part because he just didn't play the AAU game in the same way a lot of those coaches did. He's like, I'm going to build it. There's a lot of good players in the D.C. area. I'm going to build around local guys. You look at that national title team he had, those were guys from Maryland and D.C. and Virginia. I I think among the core of guys who played, the guy who was from furthest away was from like Newport News or something. I mean, this was a genuinely a local team he built at Maryland, and I think I think it's very impressive that he was able to build the team the right way and the way he thought what he, a team should be built. Um, one thing was really remarkable talking to Gary Williams was his memory of the guys. He had these. I, I just go through a list of guys who played for him. He'd have very strong recollections of the personalities. He remembered what the guys majored in and stuff like this. Oh, wow. This is a guy who took great care in the lives of his players i mean this is this is a man who cares deeply about the people who are who are playing for him on his teams 
Yeah, and that's special. And that's what coaches, you know, should do and and and, and do. When I mean, you're, when you're under them, they're a father figure, a, you know, a whatever, you know, brother at some point, and a friend, you know, and uh, and obviously an advisor and a mentor, but. Um, yeah, I always liked Coach Williams, and, and you're right. That, he, that conference was so strong back then when he coached. And, and, and well, even – well, really all three of them. But, you know, Coach Calhoun playing against all those Big East teams and having all the success he did. Um, man, those were, that was some really fun time for basketball. Absolutely. I mean, how competitive that league is, is was remarkable. That UConn was they, UConn had really been down for all of the early years of the Big East. Mm-hmm. They'd been a pretty good school in New England. They'd won the old Yankee Conference a bunch of times and gotten to the tournament. But in the early years of the Big East, they were among the uh, among the lesser teams in the league. And Calhoun very quickly rebuilds that club. He's he's very good at um, I guess convincing guys who were overlooked by bigger schools to come there and to keep that chip on their shoulder. That you're going to remember that Syracuse. And Georgetown didn't mm-hmm. recruit you, and you're going to make them pay for it. I mean, that mentality is very clear, even back to his time at Northeastern, because he would he would he would talk about that when he was at Northeastern that these other big schools didn't recruit didn't recruit you. We're going to show them that you can play basketball, and uh, was a great motivator in that respect. Yeah, he certainly was. I mean, he. I'm trying to think of some of the the, the players that came through there um, at his time, but he, you know, having like you bring up a good point, having recruited against those other schools and convincing you know the best players that he could possibly get to come, and then turn turn them into the teams that he had, and then I mean the program still had a lot of success even after he left because he built that program up so much. Um, you know, I was I've always. I don't know what the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like I've never understood why like Miami or the USC's of the world, all these schools that have like you know summer year round, right? Like who would want to go to Syracuse or the big or anywhere on the East Coast and freeze your tail off in the winter when you could be by a swimming pool, you know, in March or January as far as that goes. Uh, you know, I've just, I've just always been enamored that these coaches are able to convince these kids to come to those schools, smaller schools in some sense. Um, did you ever see the documentary on ESPN about the Big East by chance? Oh, loved it, loved it. I oh think I've God. watched every single yeah. 30 for 30. Yeah, the record for Beast is fantastic. Yes, yes. I, c- I couldn't think the name of it. Probably, to me, one of the best ones they ever did um, by far. And, I agree completely. And to see how they built that whole conference up. And of course, Calhoun was right there in the middle of it. And um, now, is Northeastern, is it in Boston? University. Yeah, Northeastern's in the city of Boston. It's it's like a mile. There's there, there's a major street called Commonwealth Avenue, and BC and BU are both on it. BU is about a mile away from Northeastern, maybe five miles from Boston College. I mean, they're all oh, wow. within a, a subway ride. They're all they're all actually on the same. It's called the Green Line, the same trolley line as each other. Um, so they're all in very close proximity. Uh, BU and Northeastern were in the same league. It was called the ECAC North. And then it became the North Atlantic Conference. It's called America East now. The personnel of that conference has shifted quite a bit. It was kind of a mid-major in the early 80s because you've had Northeastern and BU with Calhoun and Patino as rivals in the conference. You also had Canisius and Niagara, which which historically were very strong programs out of Buffalo. Both were frequently in the NIT when the NIT was a bigger deal. So you had a bunch of very good teams in that league. You had Siena, too, who had a couple of upsets in the, in the NCAA tournament. So it was kind of like, like the Missouri Valley Conference was a few years back, I would yeah. say would be a parallel. Okay. Now, is that conference still competing on Division One level, or what do they call it now? If, yeah, it's, it's, it's America East. It's, 
all those teams are largely in different conferences. Now, America East has been in recent years dominated by the University of Vermont. I mean, BU is not in it anymore. North, Northeastern's not in it, but uh, it's it, it's a little bit weaker league. But uh, yeah, there there there's there's still a, an automatic bid conference out of the Northeast. Okay. Well, um, have you got any uh, future projects in the works or, or thoughts of future projects? Well, I do, I do a lot of freelance writing on different kind of sports and music and movie-related topics. Um, I'm, I'm trying to work out an idea for a third book. I, I've been talking with my agent a little bit about that, trying to uh, trying to figure that out. But, um, yeah, I, hopefully another another sports-related book in a couple of years. And um, it's uh, – I, I, I mean, in many ways, because of the pandemic, it's how I was able to get this book out so quickly. There were a lot of guys sitting around, and, and I was able to – like, if, if you look in the back of the book, it's of interviews – like in like three months, I interviewed like ninety five guys or something like that, or ninety eight oh, wow. or something. Oh, it's a lot of work. And it was all like Zoom. It was it was phone calls and stuff like this. It's like, you know it was it was all you know it was a it was a pandemic book completely. That is awesome. Well, um, so once again, I want to tell everybody um, your two books. It's Loserville: How Professional Sports Remade Atlanta and How Atlanta Remade Professional Sports. And. Um, Boston Ball, Rick Patino, Jim Calhoun, Gary Williams, and the Forgotten Cradle of Basketball Coaches. Um, tell everybody where they can go and purchase these books. You, you can get both of those books on uh, on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. They're they're in some bookstores. Not, I mean, more so, I would say, in the in the Northeast. But those are sure bets. The Amazon price for Loserville is very good right now. In terms of Boston Ball, if you go to Bitly, B-I-T, period, L-Y, slash Boston Ball, all one word, and you use promo code 6AF23, you can save 40% off the cover price. That's a quick link to the uh, publisher's website. Bitly slash Boston Ball promo code six AF two three. You can save forty percent off the cover price on Boston Ball. And I'm on social media. I'd love to hear from every anybody. And if there's anybody out there in Alabama who has a publication, I have a feature story about Pat Sullivan. I've been trying to find a home for for two years. The deeply researched story, a very very um, uh, in depth account uh, of his career. And I'd love to find a home for it. So if you have a publication, find me Clayton Truder on social media. Absolutely. I, um, I found you on Twitter or X, excuse me, last night, and uh, and read through a lot of your stuff and followed you. You can follow me back. Appreciate it. Um, I'm definitely going to follow you from here on out. I even hit notifications. Uh, you're an interesting guy, and I look forward to uh, anything that you uh, may be doing in the future. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before we uh, let you go? It's been a genuine pleasure, guys. Happy to come on and run my mouth anytime. Well, man, we really appreciate you, and we'll definitely have you back on to go more in-depth in some of this stuff because um, it's it's really interesting. You've done a phenomenal job. I'm definitely going to go out there and get the Boston Ball uh, book as much as I love basketball. So appreciate your time, man. Good luck to you in the future, and uh, take care. Thank you both, and roll tide. Roll tide. Thanks, buddy. That was Dr. Clayton Truder. Um, joining us and uh, y'all go out read those books man he's done a wonderful job and uh, we appreciate his time and you're listening to Applebee's Tailgate Talk on WKC the Big 1080 Bring a little caffeination inspiration to your next event with Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens Turn up the heat in these cooler months with their signature products including a full coffee menu 
white chocolate mocha, lattes, frappes, energy drinks, lemonades, and teas. Travelin' Tom serves events of any size, concerts, neighborhood block parties, high school football games, you name it. Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens is sure to make any event a little sweeter. Visit Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens on Facebook or call them at 434-1734. Travelin' Tom's Coffee of Athens. Local People's Gas Company in Athens and Ferguson LP Gas Company in Ardmore would like to wish all their customers a happy holiday season and thank you for your support this year. Remember, with Local People's Gas and Ferguson LP Gas, you always get the most value for your dollar, professional gas personnel who make safety a high priority, and you can always get in touch with them any day of the year at any time. Call Local People's Gas Company at 230-3600 or Ferguson LP Gas at 423-3320. While others have come and gone, the Lion's Den Gym has been roaring as a workout and exercise fixture in Athens, growing from its humble basement beginnings in 1981 to their current 10,000-square-foot location at 212 Commercial Drive in Athens. The Lion's Den offers 24-7 access to their ever-expanding equipment collection that includes treadmills and climbers, elliptical trainers, stationary bikes, loose weights and dumbbells, and over 45 different weight machines. Contact the Lion's Den Gym about a membership today at 256-652-2627. Visit them online at lionsdengym.com or on Facebook, The Lion's Den Gym, 256-652-2627. Sparkling internet, oh so bright. Gigabit speed spread pure delight. Stream and play without delay with a fiber connection faster than Santa's sleigh. Get ready to be gigging around the Christmas tree with internet from Ardmore Telephone Company. Join the holiday cheer and call 800-830-9946 to upgrade today. ATC is an equal opportunity employer and provider. If your place on the water needs some attention, call BP Riverworks. Boathouses, docks, seawalls, and repairs. Call Baron Pew at 251-200-2273 or Tracer Pew at 256-206-7097. BP Riverworks. Licensed and insured, 251-200-2273 or 256-206-7097. He's got a push. Back up three. And he got it! Three-pointer at the buzzer to win it! Unbelievable! Join Play Action Sports for another season of Calhoun Basketball. You can hear live action from men's and women's teams streamed on the PAS Plus app, on your Alexa device by saying, Open PAS Plus, or online at PASplus.net. Check out the online archives on the website or on your favorite podcast platform, too. And listen for select games on Sundays at noon on WKAC Radio. Calhoun Basketball, from PAS Plus. You've been listening to the best of Tailgate Talk. You can hear the archive of this and other shows online at tailgatetalk.net. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. Applebee's Tailgate Talk is a production of Play Action Sports on 1080 WKAC.